0: And welcome to the Mana Pool. This is I have lost count, I'm not gonna lie. I was uh, good for the last couple 310.
1: weeks. Three ten? Three ten.
0: Really? Last wow. week was
1: like three. That.
0: That's crazy. This is episode three hundred and ten of the mana pool. Whoa. Does that mean next week we'll be down? You know, we've changed a lot and then some, some. Oh. There geez. it was, yeah, it was it was horribly obscure. I'm doing that a lot tonight. Uh, right, we are brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell magic cards. You should, and it's true, you should go check that out. They've been our sponsor forever. Like, they were our sponsor before we had a show. Like, no kidding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just saying. Am i Am saying? Super you are saying. saying. So, we Level are... four. Yeah! Means I have the red fur. I do! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am Chewy, failing miserably at keeping this place uh, going in the proper direction. And the lead dork and all that good stuff. Uh with me as always are some dorks. Dorks, say something.
1: Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the lead rambler. I tend to talk a lot. A lot more during previews, even more than we could possibly have counted. It's over nine something. So um let's get to it. Alright, uh I'm Mike, I'm the Rules Guy
2: and the Game Lore guy. And nothing else, ever. <laughs>
3: And uh, I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed Greenest Man Alive and Moral Compass The Group, and
4: His hot wife There she is Woo-hoo. D-
3: <laughs> So I had something to add Well, she had something to add
1: Fan service Is <laughs> that all, or was there something else she had to add? That's it Oh, okay The rest is for, you know, anyone that pays over a certain amount Oh, ah, okay <laughs> <laughs> No, David. you're funny
0: Well Hey, hey, hey.
1: After years of hot sister abuse, you know what? Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) You've been abusing your hot sister? (laughs) And not not inviting me? What the
2: hell is wrong with you? Sorry. We We don't have time for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody got time for that. So we're we're joined this week by uh, uh, my Monday Night Magic co-host and host of Card Advantage and level two judge and dr science and also has a hot wife is that is that everything
5: i I think that's just about everything
0: and bow ties
5: yes bow ties are cool and i apparently got lost and had recorded two nights in a row and couldn't help myself so here i am again
1: (laughs) don't you also own atomic empire
5: I don't own Atomic <laughs> Empire in Durham, North Carolina. It is a great shop, and you should check it out but i I don't own it, nor am I paid by them
1: see you should you should really own it by now for all the <laughs> business that you've given them so
5: well, I think that you should go to Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina, and tell them that
1: I hear it's a great place it is a great it's a magical place it is like like
5: Tahiti, like Tahiti that's right
0: <laughs> Wait what
5: <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> there are, look chewy there are people listening to the show who got that reference apparently you're not one of them
0: i am two. not one of them no all I right get feeling this requires like watching You're
5: lost. yeah television
0: oh, okay well screw that dude okay while we're on television real quick i just learned this last night we're on television wow. awesome <laughs> hi did mom that
5: happened and where's the camera
0: you know where <laughs> the camera is <laughs> Um, it's still set up, but go ahead. No, no, no. Shut up, shut up, shut up. So, you guys know the the Vonage commercials with the hairy guy who's, like, handing out yeah, things crazy and being extra good, nice to people? You know, yeah, that yeah. guy. So, it's been killing me because I recognized him and could not place where I recognized him from. And I finally Googled it and did some uh, poking around and figured out his name is George Basil, which uh-huh. doesn't help. But, for anyone that has seen the uh Pete Holmes show skits... X-Men, E-X-Men, where uh, Pete Holmes is dressed up as Professor X and he's firing everybody. That guy was Wolverine,
4: which was oh, yeah. the
0: first one. I think it might have been the first one. It's the first one I saw. And it's absolutely hilarious. And, uh, yeah, that was – he was Wolverine. And when I found that, my brain broke and I started twitching and drooling for about 25 to 35 minutes.
5: You should see a doctor.
0: No no no. It was it was just the shock of that. So yeah, Wolverine, but who am I? Shut up. That guy is is the Vonage guy. But where do I come from? <laughs>
1: Never seen it. Oh dude, it's it's great. I have something to show you later that'll break your mind. Excellent. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's not at all sexual. <laughs>
4: Well, now I don't
1: care. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll come up with something else for next week.
0: But Okay, then. So, how about... They they revealed the full... The full... (laughs) What? They revealed... I can't talk. Brain broke. They revealed all of the cards in Born of the Gods. So, we're all here to talk about those that we missed. I think that the First thing we should do is cover the rest of the archetypes.
1: Sure. Because yeah. the rest of them make so much sense. <laughs>
4: <clears throat>
1: yeah. One of them does. Yeah. We talked about the blue one, the white one, and the green one. And as a recap, the blue one is the best one still, and it's the flying one. The white one is First Strike.
5: I was going to say, I don't know that I agree with you on that. I think the white one might be the best one. Mm,
1: well, it's the it's the cheapest.
5: Right? Yeah, I think it's well. So. I think it's the one that's going to have the most okay. impact.
1: Hold on, hold on. Let's, the, okay. the
5: blue one's just okay. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Go let's ahead.
1: Let's do this right. Okay. So to I recap, don't, I don't agree with either of okay. you. So the <laughs> blue one does flying. The white one has wait, first. Wait, wait. Strike. Okay. To recap, the
0: white one costs three, is a two-two, and does the first strike thing. Okay. And is
1: a soldier.
0: Right. The yeah. blue one is a wizard, costs six, is a three-two, and does flying. Now, in case you don't remember for some bizarre reason, or this is the first episode, welcome. We love you. Thank you for listening. Um, the archetypes are creatures you control have X, and creatures your opponents control lose X and can't have or gain X. So when so, we're saying,
1: like, has, fl- when we're saying this one does flying, we mean flying is X.
0: Right. So, um, what I like is that since it's an uncommon, it's entirely possible that you and your opponent, like in a draft, will have one. And that means nobody has flying, ever. And that's, I, for some reason, that strikes me as funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, well, all my guys have flying. Oh, yeah, well, now nobody has flying. Jerk. Kneel. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to play Magic the fairway. <laughs> so, okay, and the the green one, which is ridiculous, and mm-hmm. it's going to be commander happy, it costs 7, 8. Sheet. Holy crap. It costs 8, is a because... 6, 5, boar. Boar? Huh. And... Gives your guys hexproof and takes away hexproof from your opponent. Uh, so
1: and,
5: that's and why it is costs
1: eight. And, and it's what? And,
5: and is wrong. It's wrong. just it's wrong. It shouldn't exist.
1: Okay, and it it's costs wrong. Costs eight. It's fine.
5: Yeah, but ha- look, hexproof is a broken mechanic that shouldn't be printed on any card. And here they go and do this. I'm um, seriously. It's green. It should have trample. What?
1: Yeah.
0: Like really, they put blue cards in every set too, and he does this uh, on Monday Night Magic. So you know. okay
5: (laughs) I, i just i just think with the archetypes they have made some terrible errors this is one of them seriously what the hell
0: so let's let's do the one that makes more sense uh the black one okay yeah
5: this one actually makes more sense
0: i like this the archetype of finality good name too for four and two black so it costs six it's a two three enchantment creature gorgon hell yeah gorgon and it's uncommon like the rest, and it gives your creatures death touch, and your opponent's creatures lose death touch and can't have or gain death touch.
1: So Gorgons don't have jobs apparently. They're all like drawing unemployment.
0: <laughs> no, they have dead end jobs. Huh. So <laughs> I'm a Gorgon. Oh. Huh. Now I know who my people are. <laughs> Right there with you, my sisters. <laughs> but this one is pretty ridiculous. This makes this makes combat hell for your opponent. Just hell.
5: It does, unless all your guys have first strike. And it's true. just saying.
0: But unless they happen to have the first strike, the archetype of white up there... And enough toughness. And enough toughness, then yeah,
1: you're...
0: Or I guess... So. I mean, power, not, not toughness. Yeah, power. That's just, that just doesn't matter at all. <laughs> well,
1: but yeah, that, I mean... Yeah, now all of a sudden it doesn't matter how how big their toughness is. It just doesn't matter. Every blocker you have is a lethal blocker. Exactly. Which is great when they have a whole bunch of tribute guys, and you're like counters, 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 whatever. Have a bunch of vanilla guys. I don't care. Have counters. Counters. Yay, counter. <laughs> that makes sense, and I like it, and it's good, and it's going to be hell to play against. But you know, hey, most of the good cards are hell to play against. You're happy to get them and you hate it when somebody else does. I hate mythics. I love my mythics in my deck. This is awesome. So now the red one makes sense. No. Yes. But <laughs> no. The red one, maybe this is, this is a red. A lot of red creatures have this ability and it makes sense for red to have this ability, but to have this as a tertiary ability to grant and to take away from everybody else is strange.
5: Unless it were green, and then it would make perfect sense.
1: Because, <laughs> you know, everybody knew this was going to be the green archetype. I called We it a all time. did! <laughs> so the archetype of aggression costs one and two red is a 3-2. It's a 3-2 for three? Yeah. Ooh! Oh, yeah.
4: Human <laughs> warrior.
1: Creatures you control have trample. Creatures the opponents control lose trample and can't have or gain trample.
4: He's okay, old. so uh,
5: I want you gentlemen to just take a moment and, and close your eyes. Oh, and, no. and, and, <laughs> oh, and and picture red. Picture okay. red as a color. Mm. And if I were to say to you, okay, I'm going to make a red creature. It's yeah. going to cost three, so it's coming down on turn three. Uh-huh. And it's a 3-2, uh-huh. and it's red, uh-huh. and it's called Archetype of Aggression. Uh-huh. What ability should it have? Except haste that that would be
1: Haste or First Strike.
5: It should be haste. It well, totally should for, be haste.
1: For three, it shouldn't be haste. That's completely. This ability costs five and is legendary on Erbrass, on, um, and the whole uh, except for you know then it, that sets him back a little bit more. But it shouldn't be haste at three. Um, I don't
4: think it's well, haste not be, at all. It's, would that not be dumb.
5: aggressive?
1: That would be aggressive. No, that would be aggressive. Just, but you it, have to consider it, this, what the second
5: ability. Would it perchance be the archetype of aggression? Yeah,
0: but I mean it'd be dumb because having your opponent's creatures lose haste only matters the turn they play it, and that's it. Like losing all the other abilities matters as the whole time it's on the board.
5: <clears throat> yeah, but still Spark your guys Troopers... would always have haste. Spark Trooper is dumb now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 oh, well, I, I understand the oh. argument about that one down.
3: I understand the argument with aggression and and saying that haste should be it, but When I think of aggression, when I think of green aggression, trample is what I think. So trample fits better into the the aggression description of the archetype.
2: Well, let's just forget about the names. Names are done as, as one of the last steps. So we're going to get turned around backwards if we start looking at this by the name.
1: I mean, you know, a a card
2: was either going to be, red was either going to be, haste, at which point the second ability is kind of dumb, uh, Trample because Red has trample. Or uh Intimidate because Red has been doing that too.
1: Or first strike. If it wasn't Or First twice.
2: strike. But then first strike gives you the problem of then what does White have?
1: Vigilance. White. Which, uh, vigilance
0: which,
4: is, which is dumb. <laughs>
0: yeah, which as yep. we pointed out, because of inspired, giving all your opponents making all your opponent's creatures lose vigilance is kinda now I think that, that... And
2: giving all of your own creatures vigilance breaks your inspire, so and a bad exactly,
0: thing. yeah. If, That's what if,
1: I meant. If, but Lifelink life link is is it would have to be really expensive if they if they were so concerned about making sure Inspire worked all the time, then we wouldn't have Brymaz because Brymaz has <gasps> well, vigilance. nothing gives nothing gives a creature Inspire. So all right, I'll 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 give you that. I'll give except for like Chromanticore, in <laughs> which case you know what you're doing. I've got this one Inspire guy that I need to win the game with. I'm gonna enchant <laughs> him up and give him Vigilance.
2: Yes. Yes. Attack for seven in the air. I win. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. But
4: he can. I don't untap. need to feel
1: all that inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inspired to win. Anyway, anyway, so obviously, you know, this does not feel like the best fit. But I, I can't say I'm like I was very surprised to read it. But then I'm like, well, it's red. Red gets aggressive stuff. And red, red is gets, aggressive.
0: Red gets lots of guys that are big and dumb. I mean, it, red's got giants. Red's got minotaurs. Red's got dragons. So, I mean, it fits. It's just a little weird that it's in red, but it still makes sense. We're all just nitpicking because. Yeah, and like maybe Brian it's said, it's it the tertiary it. ability, and that's weird. Who would we lose? We lost Dirk. No,
1: but, I'm, here. I'm here. I'm 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 here. Oh, okay. Now <clears throat> I, I got dropped off for a sec. Was I the only one? Yeah. Are we yeah. still recording? Yeah. Yeah. What I what I was gonna say, I have no idea if somebody else said this or not, is red red's creatures kind of need this archetype a little more. Green's creatures tend to be a little bigger, but green's creatures also have a higher density of creatures that
4: have
1: <coughs> excuse me, have trample. Whereas red's creatures are like, We really want trample. Phoenix is like, I want trample. Dragons are like, I really want trample. So it's like throwing a bone to red.
3: It also like if you want to trample, you would you typically for if you're red heavy and you want trample, you have to splash into green. uh to green, yeah, whereas by giving the this archetype to red now red you can play a mono red deck, and again, the way red is set up, they're always going to have a higher attack than defense by giving them trample, now you've given them a reason to to go all out
1: yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I mean red is the color of burn, of direct damage, and giving your creatures pseudo burn feels very natural. So, and plus, you know, it's not like again, it's not like red creatures historically don't have trample. They just don't have it in the same numbers, but it's not a completely foreign thing to them. Red gets a lot more trample creatures than white does. <laughs> yeah, so, a Spark Trooper. So that closes out that cycle. What other cycles do we have to close out? Uh. Oh, that was the important one to me. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess everybody just name cards that caught your eye. It's <laughs> like Eye Gouge. Eye uh, Gouge. <laughs> eye Gouge. I love this card. It's my, it's one of my picks for one of the sleeper cards in the set. Uh, for one black as a common instant destroy target. Uh, no, no. Target <laughs> creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. If it's a cyclops or a vault, destroy it.
4: <laughs> That's true. It's,
2: it is very flavorful. <clears throat> Land destruction at one black. That's a good card. Yeah, I
0: like it. No clues. You want to point out? What's pointed out on Monday Night Magic? Uh,
5: what which which thing
0: that goes with eye gouge? I can't remember.
5: Oh yeah yeah yeah. So there there is a card that is coupled with eye gouge. I gotta find it here again.
0: Oh, it's the uh the cyclops of one eyed
1: pass.
5: Yes, that's the guy. That's the guy. So if you if you read the flavor text of the two cards, they actually go together. Okay. So the uh, the Cyclops of One Eyed Pass has this uh, this long story here, uh, which I suppose I won't bore folks with. uh go others. ahead. Okay. <clears throat> the champion armed herself to face the Cyclops, heedless of all her companions' despair. Uh, How will you defeat it with only one spear? Asked young. A name I can't quite read because the text is a little too small on my monitor.
0: Alphimony, I'm guessing. There we go.
5: Uh, The champion raised her weapon. It has but one eye. And then then we, of course, go to uh, uh, eye gouge. And yeah, it's really only got the one eye.
1: And the flavor text says one chance, one throw, one perfect hit. I was a little surprised when I was going through the spoiler, and I'm like, there's really not many Cyclopses. Here, and then I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe if it, for one black, it shouldn't kill a whole lot of things at common. Yeah. So, like, if, if they printed this card in, um uh, Innistrad, but it said vampire instead of cyclops. That would have been it, broken. Yeah. It would have <laughs> been, a, it would have been uncommon at least. It'd be like, oh dude, I picked up three of these. Oh man. Hmm. All I got were these stupid gr- Garys.
5: Oh. Yeah, well, uh, the one thing that iGouge does do quite nicely though is, as, as you alluded, for one mana at common, it kills your opponent's $40 animated Mutavolt.
1: Oh yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this thing. I'm like, hey, Mutavolt is a Cyclops. So, I'm assuming everybody else has talked about that and whatnot, but I haven't really been on a whole lot of other shows or whatnot, so. Oh.
0: Also though, it's still, a minus one, minus one instant speed for a single black, which is still a good card.
1: It's still decent.
0: I mean, especially for limited, it's going to be great. It, it's, but it's, it's got that, that extra it, gravy.
1: It's not breaking any sort of records or anything. For one black, you might hope for, I don't know, maybe minus two, minus one. But uh, yeah, you're going to do it a lot of the time. And there's not a, I mean, there's some huge creatures in this set, but in responding to like a bestow or something is still going to feel pretty good. Or combat trick, you know? Sweet. Suddenly, that's not a good
0: block anymore.
2: (laughs) Well, you were, you were about to. Stop poking. Someone was about to lead us into more cycles. We didn't finish talking about the faded spells.
4: Oh yeah. That's true.
1: We have seen the blue one and what was the the red one?
2: The red red one and the green one. The the blue one,
1: the blue one makes a token that's a copy of a creature you control. The red one is conflagration and burns (laughs) burns either a creature or a planeswalker, can't hit a player, and the green one makes some centaurs.
0: Oh, these are the ones that are instants, but if it's your turn, you scry two. Exactly. Okay, I remember now.
1: And again, like we said before, it doesn't have to be done at sorcery speed on your turn. It just has to be done on your turn to to scry two. Yeah. So So what uh, about the others? That's the white one and the black one? Right, the white one and the black one. So the white one is Faded Retribution.
2: And it's the best fog ever because it's three white and four for a rare instant. Destroy all creatures and planeswalkers if it's your turn, Scry Two.
5: Hmm. I think we might have a different definition of fog.
1: (laughs) I mean, technically, this is preventing all combat damage that will be dealt to you.
5: It it is, yes, in a very deadly sort of way. Also, the, the ultimate way of cleaning your house is to burn it to the ground. You know, these kind of equivalent. Oh,
0: here's some gold. Dust. Oh, wait, no. Oh. We're
5: not there yet. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
4: <laughs>
5: yes,
1: they've been printing quite a few cards with the word Planeswalker on them lately between Dreadbore and Hero's Downfall and now Faded Retribution and Faded Con- Conflagration. It used to be, you know, a Planeswalker, the only way you could really deal with it was either burn or attacking it to death, or ingrain some really niche cards, like Root Grapple. And now... Acidic or, Slime. Acidic, a acidic Slime does not hit no. a Plante Walker. I was hoping it, that someone would catch that. I did. Thank but you. But now we're, we're getting more and more of this, and you can't just, like, play your Jace and just expect for that to take you all the way. It costs seven, but it's an instant speed Wrath. Yeah. Yeah, it I, could I even, think... It, it could even lose that if it's your turn Scry two, and people would be like, yeah, I'd play that. Somebody else say something, because I stopped, like, two people from talking, so Clues... It was, was the same think. person twice, I think. Okay. Alright, well then, Clues, tell us what you want
2: to say.
5: Words! Uh, I, I don't know that... I don't even remember anymore, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I was the person who was trying to say something.
5: <laughs> okay, like, start, well, Alright, explains why I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pretty much what was said about Faded Retribution that uh, I always imagine this sort of like as the AJ, like, you really don't want to attack me. All right. I'll go <laughs> ahead and destroy ev- all your stuff. Destroy everything.
5: My stuff and your stuff and that guy's like, stuff. and Oh, people.
3: AJ. Somebody known, kill actually. him. Oh, never mind. All our stuff is gone.
1: All right, Mike. What are we going to say? <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're talking about how there's more and more stuff that actually says planeswalker somewhere on it,
4: um, yep.
2: and I, it's it's a combination of you know they understand more how strong planeswalkers are and how difficult it can be to deal with them, um, especially for decks that don't play a lot of creatures. Uh, they're they've made it a point over the past several blocks to have at least one planeswalker in every set, mm. um, so there's just more of them everywhere. So. And, you know, they become more, instead of being as super special as they were in the very beginning and the first couple blocks after that, they become more an integral part of the normal everyday game. So, so that's why the word planeswalker is showing up in the text box of a lot more cards,
5: I think. Well, when exactly did, uh, planeswalkers start to become a really big deal?
2: They, they were a big were deal from it. the start. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, well, if you think about design and development, it takes what about three years from the start of design until we actually see them on a table being played, right? Yeah. So you, you can, yeah, I think it's about that
1: long. It's at least two, if not three.
5: Yeah. So you can imagine that, you know, they were, they were coming to grips with just how potent planeswalkers were really going to be. Yeah. uh, And decided, well, we got to start, got to start folding this in.
1: And then they, they started printing things and they printed like a Jace the Mind Sculptor. And then they're thinking, is that, what, what, the question then. And then the world fell down. The the question then becomes, (laughs) is this going to be, is this a problem with one card? Do we fix this one card? And obviously they ended up banning it. Or are all planeswalkers, maybe, if not this strong, at least strong enough that we need to be taking this into consideration. Because when you have something like that, that's such an outlier that it makes everything else look either much better or much worse by comparison and then it colors the way that everybody looks at planeswalkers for the next couple of years. So for a while there it was can this kill Jace? It doesn't matter if it could kill, you know, Chandra uh or or Ajani or anything, it was can this kill Jace? That's why Jace Bellarin I was gonna was say his... that's why baby Jace got played so much. Yeah.
5: Oh, and then they took that away.
1: Oh, but they only took it away after they banned him, so it's okay. He did his job. He threw himself on the sword. Oh. Get back, alter ego me. You're ruining players' experiences everywhere. That was kind of So. Funny. <laughs> so, all this about the white card. Um, what about the black one?
0: That's awesome.
2: The the black one is faded return. And for 3 black and 4, it's a rare instant put target from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control, it gains indestructible if it's your turn, Scry 2.
1: What? Because, you know, you hate it when you go to all the trouble of reanimating something and they just kill it again, so... why not give it indestructible and, oh, by the way, you can grab somebody else's thing?
0: Hey, wait a minute. Where's the part where this thing goes away at end of turn?
1: (laughs) I think they left that part out when they made it cost 7 to play.
5: Yeah, it's just it's just under the reminder text.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> see
5: it there. Uh, yeah, yeah okay, once, so once
2: so... they switch over to the new frame, you'll be able to see that
1: part better. <laughs> Finally, it's about time. I was thinking about, you know, I was wondering how long I was going to be playing this stupid game. I'm glad they gave me a reason to quit.
5: <laughs> so something, uh, something interesting about this card, it being an instant and all. Uh, yeah, you can, you can respond to an Eldrazi trigger with this.
1: Yes. Yep. Oh, well, that's awful. Yeah. We're awesome. Probably awfully awesome or awfully sure awful. Oh.
5: What, what we really need is a way to uh, steal Emrakul at instant speed. <laughs> yeah.
2: As long as you remember to constantly live in fear
1: and keep seven mana up, you'll be good.
5: Yes. <laughs> of course.
1: Um, but, you know, hey, he's banned in Commander, and I don't play Legacy, so
5: expensive for legacy but yeah you could steal the other eldrazi and anything that is a trigger when it goes to the graveyard you can just respond to it and steal it with this
1: but yeah. what if it
0: costs two less
1: <laughs> then it would cost five and be rise from the grave would turn it into Whoa. a zombie and would be a sorcery that's <laughs> what would happen if it that's goes what less. okay i got gotcha. you
0: <laughs> i was just curious
1: well now you know and knowing is like most of the way there it, it's at least a third of the battle <laughs> I, I like this minimal. card i think it's cool it's mostly for edh everybody says that about expensive cards oh this is mostly for edh but literally this is about taking the biggest thing you can find and making it instructable and it costs seven to play so this is for edh so i mean what was it the angel of retribution the seven cost angel was seeing Serenity. some what? Pl- Serenity was seeing some play last year. Bizarre um, yeah, so,
0: combo decks, though. For the but most, but no, part. I mean,
1: it, no, you there were even, you could still. There were decks that either ramped into it or played it honestly, because it exiles three things. So yeah. if you can pay that, maybe you can pay this.
4: Oh, uh, you
2: that pay one. seven mana for Sphinx's Revelation all the time.
1: Not the one that brings humans back.
2: Yeah,
0: that's what's that one called? That's
1: uh,
5: the one I was thinking of. Angel, Angel of Glories of... Rise.
0: Glories Rise. Yeah, I know things. Except
5: the name of Angel of Glory's Rise.
0: I don't actually know things. I'm sorry. So, I
1: like, personally, I like the Faded Spells. I think they're cool. Oh, yeah. There's a nice little tension there as far as, you know, do you? when's the optimal time to cast it, and are you going to get more out of the Scry versus something else. I'm glad that it's Scry 2 instead of Scry 1, because I think if it was Scry 1, unless you really need to look at that top card, you are just about always going to play it during their turn, but having it scry 2, that really is significant. So it really is a question of when's the best time to play it. And the answer can change. It's not always one or the other. So Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, really, you need to look at your hand and think, is there something I'd like to draw soon? And if the answer is yes, maybe you should consider scrying. And if the answer is, nah, I'm good, then you don't really need to worry about it.
4: Right. And I I
1: like things... I, I like cards where um, the obvious answer is not always the same. Kind of like we've talked about ever since they took away combat damage when uh, going on the stack. When people, no, I mean seriously. When when they took that away, one of the biggest complaints was, oh, they're dumbing down the game.
2: But I was laughing about taking away combat damage. It's like no
1: combat <laughs> that, would, yeah. that would be fog or faded retribution. <laughs> you can only win through burn spells now. Um <laughs> But no, a pe- some some people complained that they were dumbing down the game, and because it wasn't rewarding you for putting damage on the stack and then sacrificing your Mog fanatic or whatever. Um, and in reality, what they did is they made it less obvious about what the right answer is. You don't yeah, always now you actually have to make a decision. Exactly. Oh, no. So I kind of like that sort of behavior where you actually have to think about it, and just because it's the right play this time doesn't mean it's the right play every time. To bloodthirst or not to bloodthirst? That is the question. Well,
5: 60% of the time, it's the right play every time.
1: Every time. <laughs>
0: uh, hmm. Sweet. So I'm not seeing any other obvious uh,
1: cycles. No. How about individual cards is this... wait, there are some cards here with uh off color activation costs. Are there? Uh yes. I think cycle. there's I've only wow. seen like
0: one, but I'm not actually paying that much attention. Okay. Well... I don't where's
1: the one in white? The I'm one tracking. in white is up at to the top.
0: Oh that would be why I didn't find it.
1: Oh, look at that. The the Whoa, that's three... cool. The okay, nine to three hundred. I don't see one
2: in
4: blue.
0: Okay, so the Acroan Phalanx, while Mike looks, is uh, three and a white for a 3-3 three, three human soldier. It's an uncommon, it has vigilance. And for two and a red, creatures you control get plus one and plus oh until end of turn. What's that group fire breathing? Wasn't there... Um, f- oh no, that give. No, I'm thinking of something else. Isn't there
1: something that gives just creatures you control fire breathing? Uh, is,
5: isn't that on Perforos? It is on Perforos
1: for that same cost. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh There's an enchantment that gives all your guys fire breathing, but it costs three to play, and it just sits there and it gives all your guys – all your creatures have pay red. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, I what I was thinking of, but that's not it. I don't see one in black.
5: Yeah, I don't see okay. the blue one either, but uh, okay. I, th- I think we've had all of the blue gods at this point, right? No. Because the the, the, the ones that have – that are a color with an activation cost that is off color are the gods we haven't seen. Or am I wrong about that? What?
1: The only gods we haven't seen are the god, the colored 2 colors. color gods with the enemy colors. Like yeah, we've blue, seen all the allied-colored ones. The, the blue yeah. – we have the, the Simic and the Izzet ones that are – the Simic, the Izzet, the Orzhov, the Golgari, and the uh, – Boros. Boros, thank you, gods.
2: <sighs> yeah, uh, Keranos and Kruphix are the two blue gods. that – we'll have to wait yeah. for them.
0: I don't speak your booga-booga language.
2: Well, you haven't been paying attention to all the Pantheon?
0: No. (laughs) What's a Pantheon?
2: (laughs) That's what you get after
0: a whole bunch of Apotheoses, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Spend
2: the rest of the 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 night hunkered down with the Pantheon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, there are several auras here um, that, you know, they didn't have so many just straight-up auras in Theros, mo- they because they really wanted to rely on the bestow mechanic. There were some auras like Dragon Mantle, but now they have the uh, the um, auras with activations that they give the creature an activation, usually with a tap, which helps to enable Inspired, but is also just good for whatever it does. I don't know if it's strictly a cycle or not. I'm not gonna make that mistake again. But I think um, it is a cycle, but blue has two. Okay. And this one blue and it's freaking awesome, but I can't remember where it is. Uh well the white one is Ephara's Radiance. It's cost a single white enchant creature. Enchant creature has pay one a white tap, you gain three life. It's short, it's sweet it's not terribly exciting. You're only ever going to really be happy to have it when it's, you're in a stall position. Um, but it does give you that ability to tap to activate inspired. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Th- three is decent. Three is decent for, for one white. Um, blue ones.
2: The blue one is evanescent intellect. That's the one that costs one blue and the enchanted creature has pay a blue in one tap target player puts the top three cards of his or her
1: library into his or her graveyard mm-hmm. that's the that's okay. the general you know hey you know here's a milling enabler sort of thing three isn't too bad oracle's insight isn't uncommon whereas these two previous ones were common and this might be the one that true was thinking of god Oracle. this is awesome all right what the, okay oh okay. Uh, oh okay go ahead yeah <laughs> Alright, Oracle's Insight for three and a blue. It's an aura. It's uncommon. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature has tap. No, no mana to activate. Just tap. Scry one, then draw a card. That's...
5: Yeah, as far as auras goes... Seems kind of good. Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: There's yeah. Other than the four to play it, there's not a continuous mana cost to draw a card. Listen, I mean, you might, you see that first ability, you know, oh, let's try one, whatever, and then you draw a card. It's straight up better than just like an Arcanist activation. You just, because that's just tap to draw a card. This is literally like, do you want that top card or not? Okay, great. Draw it. If not, put it in the library,
3: and then <laughs> draw a card. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Yo,
0: dog. Where'd you like drawing cards?
1: Unless you draw some cards when you're drawing some cards.
0: Is there an inspired guy who says draw a card? Uh, um, yes.
2: Is there? I uh, thought there was. Um, I don't know where he is.
1: Yeah, Sphinx's Disciple. Uh For three and two blue, he's a flying 2-2 human wizard. Inspired whenever he becomes untapped, draw a card. Okay, well there's a combo for you. And He's a common. He's a 2-2 flyer for five, but... <laughs> He's a, I mean, he's a flyer for five that when after, after he attacks during your next turn, you draw an extra card. Seems decent.
0: Seems o- okay.
1: Yeah. As long as he's not immediately outclassed in the air, like by, if, you know, if you one can drop get... white creatures. If you can get
0: two draws out of him, then he's well worth it and amazing. Oh yeah. But if you can't,
1: then he's a two two flare for five. I'm seeing lots of other things I'd like to talk about, but let's keep going with the Auras. Yeah, um, so
2: claim of Erebus is the black one. This costs a black and one, and the enchanted creature has pay a black and one, tap, target player loses two
1: life. Is that another common? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's also common. So I guess that, the, that can stack up. So I guess the, the course uh, of a game. The uh the, I guess the then the um the The common ones are probably a cycle then since there seems to be at least one common one in each color. Yeah, there is. And do they yep. all have that one and a color act tap to activate?
2: No, the red one that we've seen before, Epiphany Storm just causes okay. a red and tap. Okay. Discard a card, draw a card. Gotcha. And then the green one um doesn't have a mana cost component at all. Let me find it.
5: Is it Carometra's Favor?
2: Yeah, Carometra's Favor. What to do?
5: Clues? Uh, Well, it costs one and a green. It's a common, of course. Uh, When it enters the battlefield, draw a card, because why not? We like cards. And the enchanted creature has tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool.
1: That's cool. Okay, so this one replaces itself, and then it turns that creature into a bird of paradise? With no flying, yes. Okay, it turns it into a non hex proof. Okay, it turns it into a utopia tree.
0: There you go. Yay! Yay! Mike's favorite stupid mana thing. (laughs) It's easily
1: outclassed by Sylvan Keratid. Hmm. A utopia tree can attack. That's the difference. Yeah, it can. Yeah, it can. Much like a a fog bank, it can attack. (laughs) <laughs> Did I laugh at that? <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I actually like this one a lot. I don't know if it's necessarily constructed worthy. I, I don't, I don't make those sorts of calls, especially since it costs two. uh But it replaces itself and it fixes your mana. And then if you've already had that creature out, then you can go ahead and tap it for a mana. That seems pretty good. I think I like it a little better than you know Nylias Favor.
2: Yeah, Nalia's Favor was – I still like Nalia's Favor, but it is very different. It's I Nalia's mean. Favor also won't um, get killed as often since it's sitting on a
1: land. Yes. Okay, so that's that cycle of auras plus the extra blue one, which is awesome. So what else does people see? Do people see? Have people seen?
0: Ooh, ooh. Gorgon's head is awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> hey, Dirk, have you seen Gorgon's head? I have. You haven't said much. You should read Gorgon's Head. Oh, after
3: that, I've got two cards I'll want to bring up as well.
0: Oh, in that case, screw you all, read Gorgon's Head. Gorgon's Head, for (laughs) single colorless mana, is an equipment that's uncommon. Equipped creature has death touch. It equips for two. And the flavor text makes it even better. It says, you slew the Gorgon? Show me. King... I can't pronounce that. (laughs) Egalus? Egalus.
1: Egalus. Egalus. I don't know.
0: Mike, what'd you say? Igolus. King Igolus, comma, last words. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, that's so great! Sorry. I am easily amused, and that amuses the hell out of me. And
1: since just about every card in this whole block is a reference to something, this is when Theseus slew the Gorgon, which is not just in that movie, but it actually happened in the myth. Mm-hmm. Was that Theseus? I
5: thought that was Perseus. It was Perseus. Okay. Theseus
1: slew the
0: Minotaur. <laughs> right? Minotaur, yeah, there we go. Okay. Okay. It was somebody's um, sauce, whatever.
1: So, what did you want to tell us about dark?
3: So, the is it Edelons? Edelons? Yes. yeah, Edelons. The two, uh, two white Edelons. Okay. So there's the Edelon of countless battles. Shoo! That's this is this is awesome. Uh, for one and two white, it's a rare enchantment creature spirit with bestow of two and two white. It's zero zero.
1: Yes. <laughs> Best yeah. Best for a good reason. ever.
3: Um, echelon of, uh, or edelon of countless battles and enchanted creature each get plus one plus one for each creature you control and plus one plus one for each aura you control. Damn. So if you have an aura heavy deck, you, you have say, a very big creature.
1: It doesn't say each other creature or each other aura you control. So yeah. So wait a minute. Cells.
0: Whoa! 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 For each enchant each creature you so, each so if this thing, if you is have a one bestowed, one, it counts itself once, and if this thing yes. is a creature, it counts itself once. Yes.
1: If you, so if either you, way,
0: it's going to count itself once.
1: Okay. If you have out a one one and nothing else, and you put this on it, you're already giving it plus two plus two, which isn't bad. And then if you have out another guy, then it's getting additional plus one. You throw out other auras. Uh The auras don't have to necessarily be enchant. Creatures, although from this block that's what they're gonna be. But if you wanna venture outside a little bit, you can do like curses, which are enchant players. You know, silly stuff like that. Even your uh what I just say, is uh something face. Presence presence, thank you. Presence face. And then what's the other Edelon?
3: The Ghostblade Edelon. <laughs> For two and a white. This is an uncommon enchant enchantment creature uh card. It's a spirit. It's a 1-1 one, one with the bestow of 5 and a white. It has double strike. And Enchanted Creature gets plus 1, plus 1 and has double strike.
2: I like it. Kabam. <laughs> That's actually uh, part of a cycle of its own. I have some Edelons here. Where's the blue one? Do, 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 yeah, I was going look, through and looking look at all through the edelons.
1: blue one. I'll, I'll skip ahead to the black one. Ooh, yeah, the blue, on one is,
2: one. <laughs> the blue one is the <laughs> flitterstep Edelon.
1: That
0: sounds painful.
2: Yeah, ow. For a blue and one, it's a one-one. Its bestow is also a blue and five. Flitterstep Adalon can't be blocked. And the enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and can't be blocked.
1: Yay, unblockable. No. They're not doing that anymore. That's right. I'm gonna say it anyway. (laughs) Yay, unblockable. There's not a black one.
0: I bet you Uh, still call it EDH too, don't you?
2: I do. (laughs)
4: There's
2: not, maybe, I think maybe they just didn't use the naming convention for the black one. I'm guessing Spifle Returned fits into that spot. Oh, possibly.
1: Oh, I okay. thought there was oh, a black Eidolon. Oh, yeah. Idol one. It is an uncommon.
2: There is a black Eidolon, but the
1: black Eidolon is part of the common cycle. And we, and, oh, I see. and we, um, and we talked about that last time. So I guess I'm a bust. Chewy, what's the red one? Uh, that's, we did
0: him too. It's the one, plus one, plus one, and, uh, fire breathing.
1: Okay. We talked and about the, it.
3: The green one's the noble quarry. <laughs> oh which, yeah, we talked. We talked about that one, didn't we? I don't no, I don't think so. so. No. no. Okay. So for two and a green, it's an enchantment creature, unicorn, which is uncommon and is a one-one with the bestow of five and a green. All creatures able to block noble quarry or enchanted creature do so. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one. So
1: it's a rancor. It's, it's a, not a rancor. It's a no, uh, the, the, the lure? lure. Lure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I want to bestow this on a turn <laughs> when they have all their creatures untapped onto a traumacomitis or whatever he's called. Tra- I'm He's not in front of me right now. Yeah, so. Trichinosis. No way. Yeah, that guy. I and then have and a Gorgon hey, shield. Hey, look, all your guys have to block.
0: Yeah, then give it a Gorgon head. Here, hold this.
1: Yeah,
2: give it a Gorgon head. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about bestow is that you can use this two turns in a row if you need to. Yeah. Because whatever it was sitting on, you know, probably died. But then the noble quarry itself can attack
1: next turn. Yep. So that's two turns of all your other stuff getting through, in theory,
4: it's which so
1: is amazing. really useful. I really
4: yeah. love this game.
1: Lu- lure effects are generally pretty strong, especially in limited. So, sweet.
0: Holy crap! I just saw something unrelated. Can I can I talk Kay. about it? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Peregrination. Oh yes. Which, it's, it's,
5: it's, yeah. Is not a
0: falcon, and it's not a nation of falcons, which is what I was expecting. But, uh, for three and a green, it's a sorcery, it's uncommon. Search your library for up to two basic land cards, reveal those cards, put one onto the battlefield tapped, and the other in your hand. Okay. Does this sound like, um, uh, no, what's, what's the new name? Cultivate. Cultivate. This, this is Cultivate, right? Up up to that point. Then it says, shuffle your library, then scry one. (laughs) That's freaking... That's pretty cool.
1: It's it's kind of a really interesting take on Cultivate and that sort of thing.
0: What was the original
1: name for Cultivate? Uh, um, Kadama's Reach. uh, Kadama's Reach.
0: Reach, there we go. I was like, Kadama's...
1: Okay. This literally is a Kadama's Reach (laughs) with scry
2: one, but it costs one more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's
2: really good to have tacked on at the end of um, a shuffle effect. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. You look at the top, you're like, I don't need another land, I just got two. And you know what? That always happens. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Think back, listeners. The vast majority of times that you have cast an Explosive Vegetation, or a Kadama's Reach, or a Cultivate, or like a Sprouting Vines for more than one, just... Anytime you get more than one land out of your library, at least for me, and probably for most of you if you think about it, the very next card you draw is a freaking land.
1: I saw something else I want to talk about, but Clues, I think, had something to say. Yeah,
5: so. well, I was just going to add for this, uh, this, uh, peregrination, uh, the, the word actually, this is something I mentioned on, on card advantage this week, the, the word actually comes from a, a, ra- a Latin root, meaning foreign. It's the, the, the peregrine part. Uh, so you know, it's it's this idea of traveling or migratory wandering. You know, so if you look at the artwork, it's this guy who's going forth from the city out into the lands beyond, and he finds land. It's it's kind of I thought it was kind of a neat, it was a neat little flavor package they did there. Sure, uh, the name. that is
1: awesome. Uh, a, a lot of times with the rampant growth effects, it's either showing land being created or it's exploration. Literally like the card exploration, but also like lay of the land. They're looking at a map and, you know, so it's either making something where there is nothing or like, uh, like, you know, vines sprouting out, like vines. What's that one vine with storm? Something sprouting vines or, or like, (laughs) or explosive vegetation where the trees are just like exploding everywhere. Or it's a guy going out and saying, Hey, look, there's a land. I'm going to remember that and tap it later. So <laughs> uh the card I was going to mention I think gets the Admiral Akbar Seal of Approval for it. it's a trap. Uh Seder Wayfinder, a one one Seder, he's a common and he costs one and a green. And if you're just looking to fill out your curve, even in a sealed deck, I think this is not where you want to be. When he enters the battlefield, reveal the top four cards of your library. You may put a land card from among them into your hand, not onto the battlefield. Put the rest into your graveyard. A, 1-1 for 2. Not that great. B, has an ability. Okay, maybe that'll make it better. Hey, look, it gets you a land, but it puts it into your hand. All right. And then the rest go into your graveyard. And there's pretty much nothing else in this set that rewards you for having things in your graveyard. If you're using this guy, if you're using this guy to set up your fated return or whatever it is, then you're doing it wrong. What were you getting? What was the but?
2: But this set is all in terms of limited. This set is always going to be played alongside Theros, where there does exist uh, a, a black green. Mill yourself a little
1: bit, deck. Eh, I mean maybe it'll <laughs> enable. Maybe it'll enable that, and maybe it'll take braver uh, drafters than I to. Um... But the way that the drafting works now, you're going to draft this set first. So unless you're really going to push for that deck uh, in Theros, that might be kind of a risky opposition. In any case, if you're looking to build your deck, they, they're not going to see this before Saturday, are they? Or hear yep, this? No. Certainly. Okay. Night. Well, when you're going to a sealed tournament, I'm I'm not I'm not a guy on limited information. I'm not trying to change the world with my knowledge or anything. But I just, I have a hunkering hankering and a hunkering that this is not the two drop you're looking for because i can see yourself getting screwed over by this so easily i think we can trust our listeners
2: that if they're not building the deck that this goes in they're not even going to consider it hopefully we can
1: not trust them that much hopefully not but you know sometimes when you're building a sealed deck you like i you know i want something at each point of the curve and maybe you got like three of this guy I remember when I was building one of my sealed decks, I got three of the, uh, 2-1 trample satyr guy and nothing to go with him. So anyway, I feel like I've gone on long enough about a card that I don't want to play. So how about? Wait a minute. I'm
0: sorry. I, w- I wasn't listening to any of that. I was trying to figure out, uh, how to fit three of these into every sealed deck I make. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> just put it right in. It's oh, a comp- See,
1: that you was sh- easy. You-, you should, you should get plenty <laughs> of them. When you open your pool on Saturday and you're like, I didn't get a single one. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I know you will. Yeah.
2: I also think you're severely overestimating its seductive allure, whatever I you're
1: not, reading I'm into not, it. I'm not saying it's seductive. I'm just saying running this guy at all seems like a bad idea. I don't know. Even look at those like hot tater tater your, legs. Even as your 23rd card, it just feels like a bad idea. Just don't I'm just do surprised it. surprised that not. you felt the need to tell anyone that. If I just wanted know. to point out how bad it is. That's all. <laughs> okay, then you should have led with that.
4: <laughs> I said it's a trap. It all the other talk.
1: I said it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> a trap doesn't mean that it's necessarily good. Although some some traps look better than others, I'm just saying. Even playing this thing is a trap. So Trap hey, flood,
2: someone might fall into it someday.
1: Somebody <laughs> might fall into it. <laughs> what if it's your first sealed event and you're like, Hey look, it's a green creature. I wanna, right. wanna hey guest I, host. I wanna host run on a Green talking. devotion. <laughs> if it's your first
2: sealed event, you'll see the words put them put the rest into your graveyard and be like, No. Maybe. So hey, uh
5: I I have a card I I'd, I'd like to talk about. Please assuming do. assuming you guys have not already taken this powerhouse and talked funny, about it on a previous show. The funny show. thing
1: is Mike and I are both agreeing that we don't like it. We are taking forever. <laughs> to do say
2: agree that. With you. Don't, don't bring, no, don't say I agree with you on this point.
5: <laughs> don't don't put So I uh, I want to talk about the powerhouse that is Charging Badger. Did you guys talk about Charging Badger?
4: What Was that? He's, he's,
5: he costs one green. Yeah. One green. He's a one one creature badger with trample. That's it. It's a common it's a common one one badger. It is only the fifth badger ever in Magic, not counting changelings in Mutavolt.
0: Oh a Razorian Badger.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Razorian Badger is one of them. Can you can you guys name the other badgers without looking it up? That's
1: the badger, only one badger, I know, badger, actually. Badger, badger, badger. No, uh, sorry, uh, shroom, uh, Badger. <laughs> I cannot name the other Badgers, but oh, I, giant I,
5: I, badger. I'm sorry, I, I lied, he's the fourth badger, not the fifth badger. So oh, yeah, there are only there are only two more that you guys are missing.
2: So Resorting right, Badger, Giant Badger, and So there's
0: a giant badger?
5: There yes. is a giant badger, yes. Is
2: he a three three?
5: Uh, no, he's like a he's a he's a two two, but when he blocks he becomes a four four.
1: It's a big ass badger.
5: Very large badger.
1: <laughs> is a mongoose a badger?
5: Uh, no. Is a
1: ferret a, a badger?
2: <laughs> Did grizzled wolverine get the badger type, or is it a
1: beast?
5: No, no. The, the other one is uh, rock badger, which is a badger beast. It's a 3-3 with mountain walk.
1: Oh, I knew I was... Uh, I it's Mercadian I, Masks.
5: Yeah, Mercadian Masks. Oh,
1: okay. I remember that when this card was an elf. Back in Defiant Legions... Elf. We made fun Defiant of them. Elf, Yeah. And it was like they made it, and Mark Rosewater was like, I think this card is kind of funny, but, you know, it's there for you to then pump it up with other stuff. And people were like, ha, we don't play Auras. What are you talking about? Now?
5: Yeah. I think he's got – don't overlook this little guy. You know, if you throw a bestow on this guy, awesome stuff. There are
4: things
1: in life more terrifying than a wet, pissed-off badger.
5: (laughs) And this Uh, is a – off badger.
1: I do find it funny that because there are only four badgers in Magic, and this guy, yeah, he might have Trample, but he's still a one-one. I find the flavor text kind of humorous. Like I don't really take badgers seriously, but apparently, uh, have, the have celest- you ever
5: met a badger?
1: Not that badgers i ever like. Badgers
5: are actually really dangerous. I, they will yes mess you. Me okay, you guys
0: remember the the army of badgers from like Wind in the Willows or something? <clears throat> no.
5: No. I mean, you remember the honey badger?
0: <laughs> honey badger don't care.
5: Honey badger don't care. <laughs> no,
4: Shut but
5: up. I, I, I just like Charge Badger because he's a badger. And I think we need more of those.
2: And so I think cool. we need to play him with snakes and mushrooms.
5: Absolutely. I don't know
0: if Women in
2: the Willows had an army of badgers. You might be thinking of Redwall, Chewy.
0: So, no, it was uh, something from my childhood, but I can't remember it. And I've, I've read Redwall, but that wasn't it. That was something else.
1: Something from your childhood that you can't remember? It's a big point. Point to the doll doll and tell us where the badger touched you. (laughs) It's
0: it's actually where I touched the badger. That's why it bit me. Oh. Oh.
5: So, hey, Uh, I know we uh, already kind of concluded our talk of cycles. I don't know. This this isn't really a cycle. It's kind of a mini cycle, at least that, that I noticed. So we talked about eye gouge, which is the minus one, minus one for a black. Yeah. But black also has a minus two, minus two effect and a minus three, minus three effect.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about both of those in previous episodes, but go ahead and, I mean, you know, you weren't here for those, so go ahead and say what you want to say.
5: Uh, well, I uh, just, fi- I just found it interesting that, uh, well, to be honest with you, so if you look at standard right now, and I know you guys, you know, we've been talking about this more from a limited standpoint, but if you look at standard right now, your dominant deck archetypes <clears> are mono blue devotion, mono black devotion, and blue white control. That's, that's it. That's, those are that's, the dominant archetypes. That
1: isn't it. That's just I've, it this week. Well, I, no, uh, I, mean, the I've, I've been following the Star City Opens and pretty consistently those are the cards at the top. Maybe you might be forgetting about Red Green Monstrosity. Yeah.
4: That's, well, it, it,
5: it pops up, but it's it not pops up would, really top. consistently though. Yeah, I'd call it also uh, second tier.
0: There's also the mono white that splashes red and the mono red that splashes white, but but Clues forgets those when he's trying to make a point about how bad standard is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: standard standard is great. I
5: just, I just feel like we've taken, uh, we've taken mono black, which is, is, is very dominant right now, and we're just gonna hand it more tools to keep doing its thing.
0: Yeah, hell yeah.
5: So, what are they gonna take out for it though? Uh, what can they pop
1: farika's lameness that actually gains you some life against the aggro decks the deck is so optimized right now i i mean you know what are you gonna take out hero's downfall for another kill spell that uh are you gonna take out pack rat because no 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 are you gonna take out the demons so i'm just i get your point I really do, and I'm not mocking you. I just don't know what the Mock deck loses. I,
5: I don't know. I feel mocked. No, no, no. It's, it's a valid point. <laughs> the, the deck is pretty tight. I'm just saying that if you didn't want Black to have more tools to do things, maybe, maybe you messed that up.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think
5: you um,
1: have. I think we need to spend a quick sec talking about Cursor of Crufix and what it doesn't say, because I am so tired of people saying, it, look, it's a Oracle of Moldiah. What and people are, actually saying it, it's a
5: It's green. It's It's a Courser of... uh, Come on, it's got to be green.
1: I don't know what a Courser or a Cruffix is. Courser of Cruffix... It's Green
5: Thing of Green Thing.
1: Oh, right. It costs one and two green, so it's a (laughs) green section. It's an enchantment creature, it's a centaur, it's rare, it's a 2-4. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may know, you play the top card of your library if it's a land card. Oh my god, it must be an Oracle of Moldiah. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Oh my god, it's better than Oracle of Moldiah. What's the one thing it's missing? Clues? Additional? Additional something.
5: Yeah, I I actually don't know. I mean, it's additional land, right?
1: Yeah, you don't have the clause of you may play an additional land this turn. turn. That's what makes, or, this is good because it allows you to play cards from the top of your library as though they were in your hand, thus freeing up all the cards in your hand.
5: Uh, Well, it it doesn't quite do that. It only allows you to play the top card of your library if it's a land, nothing else.
1: Right. Well, I'm, but it opens up that possibility, but the, but you lose the ramp Factor. I mean, how strong is it when you've got an oracle out and then you flip over the top card to land and you're like, yes, so I play it. And I flip over the next card as another land, and you're like, you have just effectively drawn two cards because you play both of those. Or even if the next one's a non-land, then you play the land from your hand. You're way ahead. This does not do that. This is cheaper. It costs. One, it costs one less. It's got a bigger butt cause Oracle was a two, oh, yeah. two. This is a two, four. And yes, you gain the life. I don't know which is better, but they are different. They look a lot of sa- the same, but they are different. And I am tired of people saying it's a better one or a worse <laughs> one. They're different enough that I am just ready to, nah. It's, Mike, it's what do you think the about land. this card? I think it's
2: awesome. I think it's great. You know, especially the four toughness for just three
1: mana. It's fantastic. It dodges all that removal that Clues just talked about. And look, it's a centaur, not a cyclops.
5: So I, I think it huh. bears a little mentioning about how this card interacts with a couple of things that go on in this set, uh, mm-hmm. including, including scry and draw yep. effects. So in a, in a draw effect, every time you draw a card, like let's say you cast Sphinx's Revelation, cause you're a horrible person. You cast Sphinx's Revelation. <laughs> four, <laughs> sorry. For, for four. And a lot of people will just take the top four cards of their library and just, you drew them. It's not really how that works. Each draw is kind of a separate thing that's happening. So if you've got this this Courser of Krufex out, you have to draw the top card, reveal the next card, draw that one, reveal the next card, draw that one. So you actually have to reveal as you're drawing. Now that's different from how things are going to operate if you're scrying. When you're scrying, those cards, like let's say you've got the Courser out and uh, you scry two. You don't have to reveal that second card down unless you put them back in the order, in the other order, if that makes sense. Right. You so don't reveal you-
1: while you're scrying.
5: Yeah, because when you're scrying, those cards are still part of your library. Uh, you know, the kind of the way to think about that is, uh, c- cards always have to be somewhere and scrying is not a zone. So they've still got to be somewhere. They're not in your hand. They're not on the battlefield. They're not in exile. Where are they? They're in your library. They're still part of your library. So. I thought I'd mention that, just in case people cared.
4: Sure. I cared.
0: I care.
5: Ah, he's
0: a judge. Oh, yes.
5: All right. Yes, I am.
0: Sweet. you You cultist you.
5: Have you considered becoming a judge? I hate you. (laughs) Hmm.
0: So, while we're on the Courser, I'm going to weigh in and say, I agree with Mike. It is very awesome. I agree with Brian. It is not Oracle of Moldiah. And I agree with Dirk didn't say anything
1: (laughs) even though it's a green card
3: i'm gonna stay out of that
0: (laughs) Uh, i do not like the grave rubber spider that is
2: (laughs) i I still (laughs) think uh... (laughs) hey brian here's another card for the black green mill yourself (laughs) deck
4: oh oh, yeah
1: yes i want to see you do that and see how often that works i'll do it
4: Uh, i was planning on playing green anyway
2: all
1: right great really I was planning on playing green and hoping I could build that deck. Well, I hope you can. Hmm. We are at an impasse. I really like Dawn to Dusk.
0: It's in white. It's two yes, white, it white, sorcery uncommon. Choose one or both. Get an enchantment card from graveyard to hand. And or destroy target enchantment.
1: That's cool. No? I mean, It seems alright. Anything yeah. where you can get multiple uses. Not like repeatable effects, but... You know, modal cards that let you choose more than one thing are pretty cool. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to wait to get both effects, and you really just need to do the one you need to do. And that's fine. Dirk, you haven't mentioned a card in a while. What's a card that's catching your eye? Scourge of Skola Vale. What? Says you.
3: Down in the green section. Mm. Okay. I should have (laughs) known. Yeah, really. For two and a green... It's a, it's a rare hydra. That's oh, a zero, I love zero. this thing. I love
1: it has this trampled. thing. Oh my god.
3: Shut up. And <laughs> when it enters the battlefield, it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it, tap, sacrifice another creature, put a number of plus one plus one counters on it, equal to the sacrificed creature's toughness.
1: Whoa, this reminds me of like red creature, red hydras that you could reset the counters on it, but it used to be that you would then have to remove all the counters that were on it originally, so you were just kind of resetting it entirely. This just feeds and gets bigger and bigger. Yes, you have to sacrifice your own guys. Um uh, it makes me sad that Tree of Woe is no longer in standard. Whoa. Sorry. Nom um, nom. Nah. <laughs> This thing only costs three. Yeah. It costs three. And it doesn't have inspired, which is too... There's nothing nothing grants an inspired ability, does it? No. Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Uh I like this card a lot. And it doesn't say another non-token creature, so you can just go nuts with tokens.
5: Now, it's not a very good combat trick, unless you can give this thing vigilance or untap it, but it is an awesome defense trick.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
5: So I'll, just, I'll just stand in front of you. Now I'll eat my compatriot. I'm much bigger now.
1: <laughs> it can also be a lot harder to burn out <laughs> unless it's summoning sick or unless you just really don't want to sacrifice something else.
0: We here it at the Pool do not condone eating your compatriot unless you're a Scourge of Skull of Vale. And if you are, <laughs> send you us an email. My, would you come to my <laughs> pre-release?
1: <laughs> I like this thing a lot. It's pretty cool. It likes to be raised by wolves and then, you know, (laughs) I
5: I assume you guys already talked about raised by wolves.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They talked about last week. I want to, I was also surprised. I was listening to, I had to leave and I listened to this part and I'm like, wait, what do you mean? It's an uncommon. Cause I just assumed it was a rare, um, I, but now I'm just having a funny mental image of these two wolves finding a little baby Hydra in the woods. Maybe it's in a wicker basket. And they're like, <laughs>
5: and like can we take it home? And, and the one like, says to the other, this is a terrible idea. But, oh, but it'll be fine. It'll be <laughs> it's fine. It's a trap. <laughs> now, when you guys talked about Raised by Wolves, did you comment on the fact that it's a, it's a Leonin who's been raised by wolves?
0: I
1: don't think we did. We didn't comment on the
5: if, art. If no. you look at the artwork, it's it's a leonin. has been evolves, re- living together. Yes, mass hysteria. Mm.
0: No, there isn't a one that gives all the creatures haste because that would be dumb. We already talked about that. Yeah, because <sighs> that's what mass hysteria does. It was it was relevant. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny because he referenced another card.
1: <laughs>
4: the
2: <game of> magic. <laughs> See, it's
1: funny because he explained it. <laughs> see, it's funny cuz oh look something else. Astral oh, look, something else. <laughs> astral, astral Cornucopia. Mm-hmm. I don't get why it's rare. Maybe the fact that it can add one mana of a particular color, like you choose the color when you tap it, mm-hmm. but when you're making something, I could see this being uncommon. Uh it costs mm-hmm. 3 Xs. And it's an artifact, it's rare. It enters the battlefield with X charge counters on it, which means if you want one counter you have to pay three. If you want two counters you have to pay six, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Look up your multiplication tables. Look under three. Hmm. Uh, yes. Tap. Choose a color. Add one mana of that color to your mana pool for each charge counter on Astral Cornucopia. I I don't think it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. If it costs two X's, then it would probably be a better uh, Chalice of the Something. Um not Chalice of the Void, but the Ever Flowing Chalice. I'm not saying it has to be that good. I'm just saying at three it's a wor- it's a worse Dark Steel Ingot. At six, it's already worse than Gilded Lotus, and it's worse than a lot of other things. And at nine, you're finally at the same level as Gilded Lotus. I realize you can get charge counters on this, but then you have to go into older formats. So I could see this being
5: uncommon. Well, hey, if you're going into no. older formats, you could cast it for X equals zero just to get Metalcraft. Uh, that's true. Although
1: you could also cast an Ornithomter. So Yeah, that's probably a better move.
2: Yeah, no, it's the thing is it's it's scalable. That's the big thing. And also sometimes cards have to be bumped up in rarity for complexity reasons.
4: Yeah,
2: um, I guess people, people get their minds blown over two X's in a mana cost. So three will just make someone's head fall off.
0: Can we just call I, I, this like the 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 uh something sort of pornocopia?
1: Porn pornocopia. Get yeah. a yeah, pornocopia? pornocopia.
0: That'd
2: be awesome. Yeah. Can we can we do that?
0: Is it too late? Uh, we just <laughs> did it.
1: I think there's only one gold card that we have not covered. Is that right? I think that's right. It looks okay. that way.
2: You're going to have to explain to me which
1: one it is. The Go Siren of here. the Silent Song. Yeah. Um, this thing is weird. It's a
0: zombie siren. That's why it's weird. That's why it's Well, I talked, I talked about the cornucopia.
1: I talked about the cornucopia, so who wants to tell us about this thing? And FYI, I think this thing is awesome. I'm not passing it off because I hate it, but I want to share the love. The, uh, the undead love.
2: Uh, <laughs> the, the siren of the silent song is a, um, is a 2-1 flying zombie siren, and she's uncommon and she costs one, a blue, and a black. And she has an inspired ability. And whenever she becomes untapped, each opponent discards a card, then mills for one.
1: Any inspired card with evasion, like that 2-2 two, two with flying that draws you a card that we saw earlier, already deserves some attention. This thing costs two less, does not get you a card, but each opponent discards a card. And then, yeah, you mill one, and you set up their stupid spider thing the mic's gonna play but you know that part <laughs> that part's almost it's you know but you're removing it you're getting a card from their hand every time that you can attack with this thing or tap it for something that's pretty big i mean and this card, thing's only uncommon and it's uncommon card advantage
5: me matters a lot especially it does. In absolutely
1: limits. so <laughs> who likes this card don't you
5: Uh, well, only only because you mentioned my show's name, but uh, you know, it's it's definitely a very good card. Uh, it's it's got the hand attack, it's got some evasion, it's got uh, two power. It it's it's good in many many ways. Mm. I would not play it because it's got blue in it, so.
4: Yeah,
1: the the flavor of this card is also kind of interesting. The only returned we've seen so far. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure somebody will. But the uh-huh. only returned we've really seen are human returned, and they've got the gold masks. Here we have a. There was a centaur. Was there? Yeah. It was. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. I was just thinking. Hey, this kind of answers the question as far as the other species. If they still go the same place, you know, do they get the masks or not, or whatnot? But. You guys talked about Guild last time. I just want to point out Guild is awesome. Is it non-black creature or any creature? It's um, it's just whatever, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I thought it was a whatever. It's like a thing. Non-land just thing, is it not?
2: Yeah, target creature.
5: Target creature.
1: And it's a sorcery, but that's okay, because then it gives you a mana. I'm going to... Sorry, I took your guy. Here's some gold for <laughs> me.
0: Here's my gold. <laughs> you looking at my gold,
1: block? It feels so weird for Black. The gold... I realize they made it into an artifact, but it feels so weird for black to have this ability. I guess once upon a time they had dark ritual, but even that was black mana. So this just feels really weird. It's on flavor, but it feels really weird for black to do this. You know? Weird. Um,
5: did, know. uh, did you guys talk about black oak of Odunus?
1: No. No. <laughs> no. And it's creepy as hell. It
5: is pretty much creepy as hell. Uh, for two and a black, you get an O5. It's a defender. Shocker there. It's an uncommon. It's a creature zombie tree folk. I believe it's only the second zombie tree folk ever. Anyone remember the other one?
4: Uh, what was uh, it from uh, Laura uh,
5: It was from Innistrad, that's right. Okay. It's the ghoul tree. Uh, oh which yeah! Zombie tree folk. So for all you zombie tree folk fans out there, here's another one. Why not? So it's an O five Defender with the ability. I black... only
1: need like forty more cards for my EDH zombie tree folk deck. <laughs>
5: that's that's right. Uh, and a mutable. So the, the the activated ability is black tap another untapped creature you control, and the black oak gets plus one plus one until end of turn.
1: This does so many things. It enables your inspired. It does. Uh, it makes combat math awful for your opponent. And FYI, it is creepy. There are people in the tree. Where are the there people in the tree? It's made of people. That's, that's how it gets bigger. It's the Soylent Green Tree.
5: <laughs> and there are It's get... in the background. Did you notice that? Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. But... So is it the tree from uh, the movie Sleepy Hollow?
5: Oh, um, with Johnny Depp? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't um, see that one.
0: What?
1: Communism.
5: A well, decent movie, I
1: have to admit. All I haven't right, seen the Chewy, I got to
5: call you out on this. I don't think communism logically follows from "I didn't see that Johnny Depp movie."
2: Wait, well, it's definitely it? un-American. <laughs> 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 and what's
0: more un-American than communism?
1: <laughs> so, so, the, so if we can move American. past the the petty politics <laughs> for a second, I do want to. <laughs> I want to talk about two cards that I think are really interesting because I want to take your mind back to a little card called Deathstroke. Terminator? Um,
0: Sorry, um, I was playing Injustice Arnold earlier.
1: Schwarzenegger? No, no. He's a DC Comics character. Oh, okay. Is he big? Yeah. Okay, I don't – all right. <laughs> uh, I've just isolated our whole audience because I don't know who Deathstri- Deathstroke is. But uh, Deathstroke for two and a black Wait, Sorcery. do you know who
5: Destro is?
1: Isn't he from GI Joe? Yeah, He's got okay. like carry a on, face Carry leg. on, yes, yes. Okay, just making sure. Um, <laughs> so Deathstroke for two black destroy target tapped creature, and you know black has had like assassinate, and it tends to destroy, and it's got the royal assassin destroying tapped creatures. You're stabbing them in the back. That's what black does. So then this time black gets asphyxiate for one and two black destroy target. Untapped creature, and I'm like, okay, that all right. Well, I guess they're adding it to that their repertoire now. They can kill them either way, but you know, they're stabbing you in the face instead of in the back. I guess I can get down with that. And then I see (laughs) excoriate excoriate for three in a white sorcery exile target tapped creature in the back, and I'm like, (laughs) okay, all right. So now white is the new black. Gotcha.
0: Whoa. I thought orange was the new black.
1: No, that was last season. White has
2: at least a couple other spells like that.
1: White yeah, definitely what's, has
0: what's the one that is that damn it. There's one that was Deathstroke but white and it costs like two and a white.
2: Yeah. But
0: I can't remember the name of it right now for some dumb reason.
2: I can't remember
1: either. Okay, yeah. so I'm not the only dumb. I just find it interesting that in this set, you know, that these two seem to be switched. If if they have a history of doing this, that's fine, you know. I just it's pretty funny though. Well, thank you. This is what
0: Brian does. Brian points things out, you see.
1: I do. Sometimes I write and sometimes I wrong, but I do a lot of pointing. <laughs> <laughs> What's that over there? Uh,
2: oh, there was a black creature with an off-color activation cost. I'll be damned. What is the it? Aud- the Autonos River Trawler. And he's actually pretty cool. For a black and two, he's a 2 2 uncommon common zombie. When he enters the battlefield, return target enchantment creature card from your graveyard to your hand then you can pay a white and sacrifice him to do the same
1: so you basically get the effect twice if you want to
2: yeah which you get
1: two
0: enchantment creatures for two a black and a white that actually sounds right
1: yeah and if you're doing it with the um, the baleful edelon from Daros, that's gonna be really annoying for your opponent the one drop with uh, or the one one with death touch uh. <laughs> Hmm. I find Ornith, Orn, Ornitharch, Ornitharch.
4: Says um, you.
1: Uh, Orna, whatever. Orna, Ornitharch. Uh, What's interesting. That? Ornitharch. Interesting because it's, first of all, it's the only white creature with tribute. Really? For, for th- yeah. Huh. For three and two white, it's an Archon. It's uncommon and it's a three three with flying. Tribute of two. So you pick an opponent as it comes in, they choose whether or not to put two plus one plus one counters on it. When it enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't paid, you get two one one white bird creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. And the reason I find this kind of interesting is that outside of some sort of, some sort of anthem effect, whether it's for birds or, you know, just white creatures or, or all your creatures, whatever, outside of anything else, there is functionally very little difference between paying the tribute or not paying the tribute on some cards it's a huge difference it can be like three counters or whether something fights or blows up a land or something and on this one you're either f- facing down five power in the air or you're f- facing down five power in the air now I realize there's a difference between a thirty three and two 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 one ones and a five five but from but you get where I'm going as far as like just basic stats. Um yeah, just the they're, numbers they're so closely related that I find that kind of interesting, just from an interesting perspective. What did you guys think?
2: I thought it was interesting. excellent <laughs> yeah, ba- basically the same thing. I also just now noticed that it's an archon who's not riding an animal she's she's just riding a chariot with, yeah, like, really pulling
1: it. I saw that too. Oh, is
0: that one of those horseless chari- uh, chariots? Damn it. Those things are going to kill the economy.
1: Put all of us animals out of work. Put the lions out of work.
4: <laughs>
1: they took our
4: jibs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they took our jibs. Those Leonins are going to be pissed. Uh, what else? Huh, let's uh, see. Um... I like the way Hold It Bay... Uh, A common instant for one and a white. Prevent the next seven damage that would be dealt to target creature or player this turn. That's just, okay. Why seven? I don't get it.
2: Mm. Just because? Is it because it's funny? Is it so Because it's a nice number that magic likes to use sometimes.
5: Uh, Well, wasn't it, uh, is it Angel's Mercy that gains you seven life? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it's white and likes to do useless things with number seven.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seven. That's a good movie. The only other card in white that I see that does anything for me is Plea of guide Plea for Guidance. Okay. 5 in a white, sorcery rare. Search your library for up to 2 enchantment cards, reveal them, put them in your hand and shuffle. The okay. first
1: time I read this card, I was I was thinking about um is it um the one that gets you 3 auras from dreams. Three
4: Dreams. Three Dreams. I,
1: I was like, this costs more and, and it's not. and then I realized it's literally two Copies of, um, not enlightened tutor, uh, the idyllic. idyllic tutor stapled onto each other. And it's uh, even I'm got
0: like, two pretty birds on it. Except
1: it's got more than that. So, but shut up. So I guess, I guess I like this after all. And it's, it's not necessarily auras, it's whatever enchantment you
0: want. Yeah, it searches up, so. you know, gods, it searches up, uh, freaking, um, um, uh, what the, oh, damn it, propaganda effects, it searches up, uh, the god weapons. It, oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, you can go get Defense of the Heart.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Clues found that spell we were trying to think of. Vengeance.
5: Yeah, it was Vengeance.
0: Vengeance, destroy target tapped creature. Is it three, is it two and a white or three and a white?
5: It's three and a white, I believe. Three and a white.
0: Bad at this game.
5: And it has some pretty terrible artwork in, in ninth edition. Is it It ninth ninth edition? I remember
0: there was one that had the the angry looking dude who didn't. Yeah,
5: seventh 8th, And ninth all have that dude.
0: I was thinking of seventh. Now I can see the card frame in my head. But yeah, it was, he looks constipated, doesn't he?
1: that's like the western pa- no it's the southern paladin oh,
5: what the in portal second age it's a chick with a gun
4: yeah. <laughs> really
5: i swear that's what the yeah. in fact the flavor text reads a bullet renders all sizes equal
2: yeah the uh that that was something very odd. That was interesting. in Portal Second Age. Um, the 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 Aliborn, the main civilization, in in the color white, in Portal Second Age, they were all armed with muskets and rifles and stuff, and and that's that's how some of the the cards were concepted. Like the first like strike. the like the small creature with with reach or first strike. It's not because they have a a big old spear or a or a bow and arrow. No, they got a gun. I'm that's well
1: why they have so reach in, or first strike. He Honda's had a gun. First strike.
0: Sorry. Oh, by the way, they reprinted the uh, Revoke Existence.
1: Yep.
5: Yeah, with worse flavor text.
0: Well, yeah, but it's still gonna—it's still a God Killer for two, oh, so that's
1: good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys did not talk about the Perplexing Chimera at the end of the last episode, did we? No. Well, wow. since we've got a since we've got a judge here and a rules advisor, oh, mates, Dirk, I want you to read this card. Okay. Makes my head hurt. It's in blue. It's called a perpe- Perplexing Chimera. It makes your head hurt too. Yes. I, Go ahead and read it on the show. Don't, don't read it to yourself first. Okay.
3: Perplexing, okay. So for five and a blue, enchantment creature Chimera, it's rare, it's a 3-3. When an opponent-
5: Did you say say five and a blue? Four and a blue.
1: Four colors and a
5: blue. Five mana. Okay. Gotcha. Never mind. Go ahead.
3: When an opponent casts a spell, you may exchange control of perplexing Chimera and that spell. If you do, you may choose new targets for the spell. So what it says is, if someone's gonna giant growth something, you can exchange the giant growth for the chimera, and then you now controlling the giant growth can now target something else.
1: He got it. You understood it perfectly. But it's not just a non-creature spell; it's any spell. Yeah. Oh wow! Dark, that idea. Catch. Catch. You've got the chimera. I play a dragon. You say, "I want the dragon." Give me the dragon. You get a chimera. Because the flavor text, the, the reminder text says if the spell becomes a permanent, and a creature spell is a spell that becomes a permanent, you control that permanent. It also includes Planeswalkers. That's mine. Auras, which obviously you change the target of. uh it, Literally any spell, anything except for land. Or uh, just, you know, an activate, like a blood rush. But a spell. Gimme. So this
3: is a Brian card is what it is. Because this is, what was it, the chain spells from Onslaught, where the chain, like, you would get control of the chain, but you could give the chain away to someone.
0: Oh, yeah, like Chain, chain of, of Plasma. Yeah. yeah.
3: Chain of-
0: this is what yeah. that
3: is, because now that you control the, so, the Chimera, when someone plays plays a spell that you want, you can be like, hey, here you go, is, I want this
1: that. Is, this is kind of like Commandeer, um, except it can't be free, but you don't have to keep the mana up for... When it, this is just weird is what it is. And it's going to create so many problems. And then the person that knows what they're doing against this is going to refrain from casting anything. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, basically you play this and you say to yourself, okay, let's see how long it takes for someone to do something stupid.
0: <laughs> That's me called it.
1: Cause I'll I try know. to
0: kill it. I'll be like, Oh, well, I'll just kill it. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, you can have it, and now kill your other, guy. Kill your other but the, guy. But then now I have to be careful about what I play. Yes. Uh,
0: yes. That is the it, one good thing, is that it, 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 it turns the tables immediately.
1: Yeah, and it says May, so I'm like, okay, well, I want it back, so I cast giant growth. Oh, give me my thing back. Uh, No, have your giant growth.
5: Damn it. <laughs> now, uh, did did you guys read the, the fact on this?
1: <clears throat> You're a I did not.
5: Because the lie. The craziest part of the fact is the last bullet point, which says the following. In some unusual cases, you may not control Perplexing Chimera when its triggered ability resolves, perhaps because the triggered ability triggered again and resolved while the original ability was on the stack. In these cases, you can exchange control of Perplexing Chimera and the spell that causes the ability to trigger, even if you control neither of them. Whoa. If you- if you do, you will be able to change targets of the spell, not the spell's new controller. My head hurts. So in EDH, I I encourage you all to take this card, throw it over your shoulder, and don't put it in your EDH deck.
4: Because <laughs> oh, love-
5: you're you're gonna call me to the table and you're gonna say, Okay, Judge, there's uh we each have perplexing chimeras. And I don't know. Let's say there's a, a chains of Mephistopheles, a humility, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll just throw out a whole bunch of cards. Uh, what happens? And just, I'm gonna go. I have a judge table. call on the other side of the room. I have to go now.
4: This is the whole table <laughs> of big moves.
1: Edh nothing. I'm putting this into an Esper decking. Go into states. Woo. <laughs> which Wait, one? which states? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Whichever one's closest. All of them. States,
0: the SCG states. The state states. Uh, uh, just,
1: the, the 2014s, they're not yeah, that's, called that's
0: states. The fake states.
1: I'm going to put this in a is de- it deck with this and possibility storm.
3: <laughs> Luz, if gonna... i were you, what I would tell them is you you get you both get a draw on this one and don't let it happen again. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Funny
0: guy. No, that is just,
3: what no,
1: I wait. would tell them. Here's what you do: you tell you you need to do a deck check and you just take the deck. <laughs> <fall Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you bring it back with one empty
1: sleeve. <laughs> no, and no, it's an island. I mean, awesome. you're only tr- you're only trading it for the most powerful card in Magic, so that's okay. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah. That was awesome. So that's perplexing chimera. Oh, uh, also
5: the artwork is creepy as hell. Yeah, it is. That chimera has some really interesting talon fang things. Have you noticed that it's got a head at both ends?
3: No, so it is image it. at both ends. I thought it, was, no, I thought really it looked like it. Hmm. I thought it looked like it got split, like it, like where it's. I thought its hind leg was. It looked like it had a split or a, a wound or a like a slice. But no, that's probably actually just the arm. Yeah, That is that's
5: weird. thing. It, it's just I. I I'm gonna go on record as hating this. If that's okay. That you go hate. right
0: ahead. I love it. You hate it. Hey,
1: just gotta hate Call the whole thing off. Uh.
0: Ooh, ooh, can I can I talk about a common blue card?
1: What's a common blue card?
0: Well, they reprinted Divination, and the oh. new art on Divination is freaking beautiful.
5: I'm glad you brought that up. Uh-oh. Because I, no, 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 I agree with you 100%. You know, I don't like to talk about blue cards or give them compliments, but the artwork on this is amazing.
0: It, it really is. It's it's great, and I really hope it's a Wallpaper
5: of the Week at some point. Oh, yeah, that has to happen. It has to be. It
0: has to be. But the blue card I actually wanted to talk about was Crypsis.
5: Gesundheit.
0: Thank you. for I am
1: the wallpaper man.
0: uh, For one and a blue, target creature you control. It's an instant and it's common. Target creature you control gains protection from creatures your opponent's control until end of turn. Untap it. This thing says a lot of stuff to be a common blue
1: instant. It does.
4: (laughs) And
0: it says a lot of really good
1: stuff. It does. I find it really weird that it's in blue, but... I guess, you know, since blue gets, like, can, unconditional hexproof, was it Mizium skin, then this feels a lot like that. Uh, but the whole protection from, and I guess protection from creatures is basically, like, unblockable too, but it also means they can block as much as they want, so it feels weird.
0: Yeah, this like, works on offense, defense, it's a trick. It's, this actually is a floor wax and a dessert topping for two mana in common. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, what the hell, dude?
1: It makes Julian fries really it makes good. Thousands of Julian fries.
0: So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. That it's this this does all kinds of things for two blue uh, two man yeah. and blue. That's pretty cool. Um, hey, look, they reprinted Eternity Snare.
2: Yeah, and they bumped it up in rarity for some reason. Cause reasons.
5: Because I'm no gonna one say wants any. I'm gonna say limited. Limited is why. Yeah, I guess.
1: Um. Hey, look! It's, uh, shoot, I had it and then I scrolled to, to see. It's, turning, uh, it's Forsaken Drifters for three in a black. It's a 4-2 common zombie. Uh, it costs four and it's a 4-2. And when it dies, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. Here you go, Mike. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so cute. He thinks I'm joking. I know I he does. <laughs> I know he's serious and I want to see him build the deck. <laughs> what about vortex elemental is this any good
0: i is, don't know i, I think I can honestly not tell
1: i think if you can't answer it you're going to scream and yell and just go ah you can't attack into it if they've got a blue open without getting very frustrated and you can't sit back until they get up to 6 mana cuz then that's going to be bad the,
0: so is gonna, this is this charybdis or scylla i can't i can never remember which
1: one's which uh, I think it's, uh... Charyptis. Okay. So... Skilla was the rocks. Yeah, the thing on the rocks, right? Yeah, between right. the... That's where the saying, between a rock and a hard place comes from. Not really, but... I don't it's... think so, but...
0: Okay, no? so I've... Vortex Elemental for a single blue is a zero one one Elemental. It's uncommon. Uh oh. For a single blue, put Vortex Elemental and each creature blocking or blocked by it on top of their owner's libraries, then those players shuffle. So that's cool. And then for three and two blue, target creature blocks Vortex Elemental this turn if able. So, huh. What Brian said I think is right. Like, I am not whelmed by this. I am overwhelmed by this, and I don't know if it's in a good way or a bad way.
1: Uh, It's in a bad way really weird. It's not going to work. I get, this is going to be one of these cards where I can't get it to work for me. Whatever I ever try and do is it, going to die, but it's going to be so frustrating for me to play against. I oh, sense. Yeah, It's
0: going to work against you forever, and you're going to curse. Ooh, ooh, ooh. More commons. Marshmist Titan. This thing is cool.
2: Yes. It's pretty cool.
0: But I just read like three cards, so somebody else read
2: it. Yeah, so um, for six and one black, it's a common... Giants, four five, but it costs X less to cast where
1: X is your devotion to black. In the right set, I'd probably still pay seven or six maybe for a for a four or five where you just need a big body and then where you can pull shenanigans to make this cost like five or four seems pretty good. I like how it's taking devotion in a different direction.
0: Yeah. Hey, look, they reprinted Necrobite. Oh, was that, a,
1: was that a reprint?
0: Yeah, it had like a
1: skeletal snake thing on it before, right? Yeah. It was in his or something, I don't know. Hmm. I really like the art on Weight of the Underworld. I That's think it's because an, it's awesome. I think it's an okay card. I kind of like that it's an aura instead of an instant, because then you have shenanigans to get it back. But for three and a black, aura, common, enchant creature. Enchant creature gets minus three, minus two. Um, and yeah, so you put on something, it either then will trade down where, you know, you put it on something and then your guy can kill it, or you put on something after combat to kill it, or you just put it on something to kill it, and then maybe you can get it back. I don't know if this is necessarily uh, a, a nod to Atlas, who is... In Greek mythology, fun fact, Atlas is not holding up the world. Everybody seems to think he's holding up the world. He's not holding up the world. Atlas is holding up the sky. This Mm -hmm. is true. And just like an end of it, right? (laughs) Yeah. I
2: I think maybe this is more like Sisyphus.
4: Okay. According to the the flavor
0: text, this is obviously someone who's being punished by uh, the god of death. So Sisyphus or um, the guy with the grapes. Um, Tantalus. Tantalus. Or there was a third one. There were always three. The guy on the
2: wheel. The guy on the wheel. I can't remember his name. It starts with an I.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that we're all on, on the same page here.
2: Well, Is they this... were all part of the
3: family of Agamemnon, weren't they? Like all of the guys who ended up with all these terrible curses in the underworld, weren't they all essentially like the one that one of them was that he chopped up his kids and, and fed them to his, to someone. Uh huh. I, I can't remember which one that one was.
0: Ixion. Ixion. That's, the, Ixion, that's, that's right. That's the guy on the wheel. Sorry. Wait, did you say Ixion or Ixion? Ixion with an X. Okay, yeah. Right. They so were the all art's horrible cool. people. Yeah, There's a was. reason why they're being punished in the underworld. Exactly. And the the art is really cool. Like I really want to call him Timmy, and I want to call all the floating forsaken masks <laughs> the Lords of the Underworld, even though that's not right. <laughs> I just really want to call him Timmy.
5: Timmy. <laughs>
4: Timmy.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway. What
5: so else? I I assume that you guys have already talked about Spirit of the Labyrinth probably weeks ago.
1: Oh yeah, yeah But yeah. is there something you want to say about it? Well,
5: he loves I, it. I yeah, actually I, mentioned I, that
0: you want to put it in your deck. Oh, that's I, right. That's what we I
5: absolutely about love that card. It's I mean, good. Just <clears throat> have you really considered what this thing does in Eternal formats?
1: Yeah, a lot.
5: I mean, here's, here is my, uh, my goal. This is my dream. This is what I want to have happen. I want to have an ether vial on two.
1: Somehow I knew it was going to involve an ether vial.
5: I want my opponent to draw for turn, then tap a single blue, say brainstorm. (laughs) Then I'm going to stop him right there. I, I have responses. (laughs) I'm going to activate my ether vial and I'm going to put the spirit of the labyrinth onto the field. And now my opponent is going to, take two cards from their hand and put it on top of their library. Because that's what's going to happen. And when, you uh, paid
0: for it. Good job. That's right.
5: You paid a blue so you could put two cards back on top of your library. Congratulations. You suck.
1: Here I thought you were – I thought you would have been happier for them to pay four mana for the same effect and just get a Planeswalker with three loyalty and no other abilities for the turn to do the same thing.
5: Yeah, yeah well, I mean pay that hundred. Uh...
1: But pay $100 to do that. <laughs>
5: That's right. Pay $100 and four mana. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I absolutely love Spirit of no, the Labyrinth.
1: I think I was selling these. I don't know how much selling I had to do. I think everybody knew it was a good card. But oh, I yeah. think when we were previewed this card, I was like, guys, you have to understand this is awesome with an either vial because it costs two. And we somebody said, yeah, but Notion Thief exists. And I'm like, this costs half of an Ocean Thief. Might have been Mike. I, he of the spiders. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm pretty sure I'm the one who mentioned either vial.
2: Yeah, I think
0: Man. maybe the Notion Thief was you were talking out loud to someone on a forum somewhere.
2: Yeah, Send us an email if you guys were, remember. It's the it, it had to do with the way that people were freaking out, out, freaking out over how Spirit of the Labyrinth was like a, a Sphinx's Revelation killer, and uh, oh, Sphinx's Revelation is going to be worth like three dollars and blah blah. Oh. It's like, well, if Notion Thief didn't kill the Revelation, then I don't think Spirit yeah. of the Labyrinth is.
1: The radio star is still around. Yes.
0: But they also are video stars, too. That's Which, true. As far as people like Nickelback goes, floors me because Chad Kroger is one ugly
1: dude. Anyway, moving is on. Is he? I've never really stared at well, him, so. Uh, I don't I really am... know if I have that much more to talk about. Yeah, I mean, running I like out of this cars. set.
4: Well, uh, it's a smart I, will,
1: set, so. I will say that in his latest article talking about the set before the whole set was spoiled, Ken Nagel went through 12 bullet points for the 12 labors, and he mentioned that he didn't really like pingers. He said that he didn't like for a creature to have the ability to constantly deal one damage to something because it really constrains what size creatures can be in the set. And to a certain extent, I guess I get that. And I had kind of picked up on the fact that we actually haven't seen a pinger in a little while, uh, like a decent pinger. But, uh, he said, but there's something in the set that will, is kind of an answer to do that that I thought, thought was appropriate. And that would be lightning volley for three and a red. It's an instant, it's an uncommon until end of turn. Creatures you control gain tap. This creature deals one damage to target creature or player. So everything you own becomes a pinger, but only for a turn. And it reminds me of the, um, the flame gift titan guy from, um, Theros. Yeah. That uh, gives it, but only to humans. And you still have to pay a red to do it. So they're letting you have it, but it's only at uncommon or higher, and you have to jump through some hoops. So, um, again, there's a little more removal in this set, but creatures still kind of reign supreme. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. I guess this is okay. It can be kind of a weird finisher in the right circumstances. And it enables... <gasps> Bestow! I mean... Wait, the other one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, threshold? There that's the one. Because I kill all your guys and fill your graveyard.
0: Eh. Uh, hmm.
1: Hmm. Yep.
0: I have, I have actively run out of cards to talk about.
1: Did we not talk about Seder Fire Dancer? Did we? No.
5: You should. You <laughs> totally should.
1: For one and a red, it's a 1-1 one, one enchantment uh, creature. It's a Seder. I don't know why it has to be an enchantment. I think just because like like the labyrinth spirit, it just has that feel of a global enchantment. Yeah. Enchantment like ability. Whenever an instant or sorcery spell you control deals damage to an opponent, Sator Fighter Fire Dancer deals that much damage to target creature that player controls. That's big. Because usually the problem with, with burn is do you kill the creature or the player? And usually the chance, the, the, the ch- choice is pretty obvious. You have to kill the creature to stay alive or to get through with your bigger guys. Or you aim it at the opponent because you're trying to, what is it called, the rule of fire or something? The Philosophy of Fire. The Philosophy of Fire, where you have to figure if every card in your hand can deal two damage or three damage, how many cards does it take to win the game? Um, And this kind of allows you to cheat the Philosophy of Fire and do both, which is great, because you're dealing damage to the opponent, you're bringing them closer to zero, you're killing their creatures, which then either allows you to get through with yours or allows those creatures to not kill you, which is important. And this only costs two Wait a minute,
0: have so, we not talked about this before? No. Oh, I, I bet do, that was on uh,
5: Monday Night Magic. Yeah, we, we totally talked about it on Monday Night Magic. Okay. Um, I do want to mention that I don't think this guy works with Searing Blood the way people want it to.
1: What do people want it to do?
5: Well, they want to get that extra damage when uh, the creature dies. So Searing Blood, which I'm sure you've talked about, is a red-red for an instant. It deals two damage to target creature. When that creature dies this turn, Searing Blood deals three damage to that creature's controller. Yeah, I don't think you get the extra damage off of the Seder Fire Dancer on this one, because by the time Searing Blood would, by the time it would trigger so that the the creature had died, Searing Blood is already in the graveyard and is no longer a spell, it's a card. Well, no, but... Seder Fire Dancer says, instant or sorcery, spell you control.
4: Hmm.
2: But isn't that delayed triggered ability referring to the object Searing Blood used to be on the stack, so the game would just use last known information to get the qualities...
5: I don't think so, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm not convinced on this one. I don't actually know.
1: Is it not in the FAQ for either one of those? I'm looking it yeah. up, ah. and uh, it doesn't have an entry in the FAQ. <laughs> Holy cow, this card does not have an entry in the FAQ. <laughs> what about Searing Blood? Um, that one does. Uh, the only note is if the target creature dies that turn, Searing Blood will deal three damage to whoever controls the creature when it dies. Who isn't necessarily the player who controlled it when steering blade resolve, blood resolved. It doesn't matter what caused the creature to die. Maybe there's something in gatherer as far as rulings. I'm looking it up. You guys keep talking. Yeah.
2: Cause if, cause if something's referring to an object that's not in the expected zone anymore, the game has to use less new information, right? Yeah. To it's, get, it's to to get the characteristics. Yeah. I don't know if the you control part would fail. I don't know if that's a characteristic that would (laughs) – well, no control matters for characteristics. Hey, Derek. Hey. What's up, buddy?
1: I'm
3: Um, chilling.
0: Word.
1: (laughs) This just gives me comments. It's not telling me what the what the.
5: Yeah, there there hasn't yet been an official ruling on this Okay, All right,
1: and then I'll – now I'll check. uh, Was it called searing blade – searing – Searing, Searing blood. Searing blood. Okay. Searing blood. It, Siri. You're probably only gonna find the FAQ notes Dis- and gather rulings. Display rulings. Yeah, that's that's the only one that's there. It's listed as being there on January first. That's funny.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, time machine.
1: <laughs>
0: we have no way of knowing if it's right or not because we can only
1: move forward in time. This is true. So I guess that will be a question going forward. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, don't so. do that at the pre-release, because... We'll ask Matt Tayback. We're like, damn it, oh. <laughs> Tayback.
0: What the hell, actually, man?
5: Yeah, let's let's do that.
0: Yeah, I was I'm being up. serious, but I figured you would actually do it, so... Yeah, I was going
5: to say, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tweet at him right now.
0: <clears throat> yeah. They
5: probably didn't think of that. They're like, oh, uh... Oh, no, I'm sure they did.
0: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Trying to make you sound brilliant here. You're screwing it up. <laughs> oh, well. So, are we done, then, gentlemen?
1: Uh... I like this set a lot, but yeah, I haven't. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so,
0: um, final thoughts and what color you're going to pick at the pre-release, Mike.
2: Final thoughts. Um, it's surprising that except for like three cards, we didn't talk about any more heroic or inspired or devotion cards in the set of which there are several cool ones. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's surprising. We touched on like everything else.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Except the new heroic and inspired stuff that we hadn't talked about before.
0: Boring.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These cards suck. No, actually they're really good. These um, new cards. Yeah. So I thought that was just weird. I'm still having a tough time mm-hmm. deciding between green and blue for the pre-release, but I think we're going to pick green. It's too bad there's not a,
3: a Simic, uh, demigod, or a Simic, uh, minor god.
4: <laughs> there will Yeah, we'll yet. have
2: to wait for the next set. Yep. I'll have to wait for Kriphix next time. Yep. But yeah, cause like part of the reason I, I chose my, um, part of the reason for the way I chose my path in Theros was because I wanted to, to get those hero cards first, but I think I probably won't have too much trouble coaxing people out of the other hero cards. Um, so, yeah, I think I want to play Green because Green looks awesome in this set, and I know Green was awesome in Theros, and I really want to play the Nessian Wilds Ravager because he's awesome. So, yeah, I'll play Green. Word.
0: Uh So, how about you, Dirk?
3: Well, I'm not going to a pre-release. If I was, I would probably be splashing white and green. Okay, then.
4: Hmm.
0: Well, what about a final thought?
3: Uh, final thought. Um, so whenever my classes in during the fall started up, I kind of went on a little bit of a hiatus. That's, that's going to happen here again this upcoming semester is I will be in when I am not loaded busy. And, uh, aside from that, I will probably not be on again for, you know, here and there. Which again, I'll keep, I'll keep in touch with the guys through email as to when I will be on again. But for all you listeners, you know, who hear me talk ever, ever so often on these podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be in and out, uh, for the, this upcoming semester.
1: Dirk has left the party <laughs> and will now become a random encounter.
3: Kind of, sort of. So the, the best I understand about this upcoming semester is we're implementing our research, which was the bulk of what we did last semester. Mm-hmm. And so this semester is we're implementing the research and we're learning about uh, assessments and all this other great stuff with how essentially to, to write tests that are not stupid and suck and how to evaluate what we learn from it from the students so that we're not wasting time and Hopefully helping them as opposed to just making random, terrible tests like what the state gives us, which are dumb and stupid and random.
4: <laughs>
3: okay, so I'm gonna, one little anger <laughs> rant. These tests suck. They, so one anger rant that I have right now, um, who knows how often, you know, the state people listen to me and are like, yeah, we gotta fire him. <laughs> so the, the kids took their final exams two weeks ago. Uh huh. I still don't know how they did. I will not get my scores back until next week. So as of right now, I have kids in my class who may have to get transferred out because they might have failed a class last semester. We don't know.
0: You don't know. They won't
3: find out until next week. I wish I was lying.
0: Yeah, that seems terrible on multiple levels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what sort of tests were these? Were these like, you know, these were, Scantron things?
3: These, so some of the tests were, all the tests had multiple choice, but some of them had, uh, open-ended questions where you had to write. Oh, okay. But my tests were not. Yeah. But I still d- won't get my scores back until everyone essentially gets theirs back. The, the purpose for it is that they're looking at it to see where the curve is gonna be. To determine what the curve is. But they've been given EOCs for years, years. (laughs) Plural. (laughs) And I've got, and I, yeah, I worked in, in in one of the other counties, in the county we used to go in Davidson and where I was, I was in, I worked in the building right next to the building where they did the EOC scoring. We got ours back whenever we sent ours in. I got them back two hours later. Whoa. The EOCs, by the way, are end of course tests (laughs) and I would get mine back in two hours. And when I was at my current high school, we would get them back the next day. We now have to wait two weeks to get them back because of the new whatever in the world is going on in terms of education.
1: Uh, Sounds every, like politics. Every child left behind. <laughs> I,
3: and I don't know if it's the state. I don't know if it's the nation. All I know is that whatever is going on, they need to stop that. <laughs> Because I got news political. for you, my Dark final is. exam, my final exam that I gave the kids, my final exam was 120 questions, and if the kid came out with a passing grade, he earned it. Damn. And the and I mean they went, they got thrown to the ringer with it because there was math questions, there were concept questions, and it wasn't this whole you know thing of this question, these two answers are right, but one's more right than another. Sort of things that, you know, from the released versions of the test that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So, but that's my little rant, is that testing is dumb uh, as it currently stands, and I won't be on, I'll be on ever so often. <laughs> Final what? thoughts brought to you by Dirk.
1: <laughs> oh, I love you, Dirk. He's not political, he's just pissed off.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't care about who politically this is, it's just whoever figured, whoever did this is dumb, and they need to stop that.
0: Attention (laughs) test people, do better. (laughs) Please, for goodness sakes. Plan better, do better.
1: Won't someone please think of the children? (laughs) Please stop (laughs) sucking immediately. (laughs)
0: So, how about you there, Mr. Brian, sir? Hey, uh,
1: so, final thoughts. Um, It's been kind of interesting in the last week because, you know, I went to my parents' place in Indiana and we had lots of snow and we came back and there really wasn't any snow and then now it is snowing, but it's not snowing anymore, but it's not a lot of snow, but this little bit of snow that we've got freaks everybody out and they canceled court and they canceled school and Sam's daycare was closed for a while. And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't really know where I'm going with this. Just uh. snow. <laughs> um, and I am, I told the guys earlier. I don't know if I'm going to a midnight pre-release or not. I said that last time and I of course didn't go because it didn't make any sense. And now I'm kind of tempted, but I probably won't go because I would much rather see Mike and maybe Chewy and not Dirt because he's not going. Uh, but if, if, when I go, if I go, when I go, at least the first, I'm probably only going to one and I'm going to be playing blue because Sphinxy, Sphinxy, Sphinxy. I'll just bounce your Hydra. I don't care. Spinks. We've got good stuff. Spring stuff. Wait, what? <laughs> so that's my final thought. Um I feel like I had something else to say, but I'll think of it next week. Fair enough. Sprinter, shrinker. How about you there, <laughs> the cloozy-faced man?
5: All right. So uh, I, I just want to say about the set. Uh, I really think it's a, it's a nice looking set. It's not overpowered. I don't think it's terribly underpowered. I think the artwork is great. I think it's I think it's nice, and I think people should go out to their pre releases because pre release is my favorite time of the year, and everyone should go out and have fun. That's that's what I say.
1: Are they having one at uh, Atomic Empire in are- North Carolina?
5: They are having no less than five at Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina, including a midnight, and on Sunday, the late one, the 5 p.m. one, is a two-headed giant. Oh,
4: cool. so, seems
5: good. come on out and, and two-headed giant it up.
1: Is there enough blue in this set for you?
5: There is too much blue in all sets ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we understand each other. All right, just making sure.
0: <laughs> I don't understand you people. Uh, did you want to talk about this thing you threw in?
5: not? Yeah. The chat? Okay. Yeah. So I, I threw this thing in the chat just to chewy to make sure it was okay. So I've, I've been on a kick lately to try and convince people, uh, cause apparently some people are really stupid that, uh, this, this current wave of counterfeit cards. I don't know if you guys have talked about it on this show, but this current wave of counterfeit cards that we've seen coming in, uh, yet yeah, they are not helpful in any way. They are destructive to the game that we love and to the communities that we thrive in, uh, they don't help anyone except the counterfeiters and just don't do it. It was just brought to my attention while the show was going on that, uh, they, someone has now set up a website called starcityshop.com. They've even stolen the Star City logo. No. And they're selling this current crop of counterfeits there. So a couple of things there. First of all, don't buy counterfeit cards. They really don't help anyone. And secondly, do you really want to give these guys your credit card number? That seems like a terrible idea.
0: And what trips me out, the Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, YouTube, and LinkedIn links down at the bottom all go to something called Big Commerce.
5: Yeah, I don't know that I'd follow those if I were you.
2: Yeah, Clues clues brings up a a very, very, very important point. Like, think about it this way. Get this idea into your head, and you'll understand. You are about to give your credit card information to Chinese scammers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) These are (laughs) literally people that are making...
2: That's not the way to go through
1: life. (laughs) They are literally making money by cheating people. And we can have a discussion about whether or not counterfeiting cheats people... I'm gonna come down the side that it. it I'm does. gonna, I'm gonna come down to the side that it does. But whether you get into the morals or not, what are they doing? They are literally performing an illegal activity. They're taking a trademarked product, producing it without anyone's permission, and selling it as though it was the real thing. And yeah. these are the people you're gonna give your account information maybe your social security maybe your
5: address information too Hmm. so yeah i i know that the mana pool audience tends to be a more casual audience and a lot of the a lot of the folks listening don't ever go to tournaments and you know don't don't really play the whole high level needing all these cards but they do play these kinds of cards in edh decks or just kitchen table decks i understand the desire to have really good looking proxies that's not what these are. These anyone who tells you, oh, they're just proxies. No, no, no. These are not proxies. These are counterfeit magic cards. Yes,
2: they are illegally manufactured.
5: You know, if you want to make a proxy, I'll tell you what: grab a basic land and a sharpie and go nuts. You know, express yourself. That's that's perfectly fine. That's not what these are. They don't. You help can even anything. go
2: nuts on a nice inkjet printer to make yourself proxies.
5: Yeah, but... yeah, that's fine. Just just don't. Don't support these people at all. Just don't do it. Just say no.
2: No, if, it, if you really want proxies, do it for free. Don't give your money to criminals.
5: Yeah. If you do <laughs> want to
1: go to a tournament, because I'm, a, I'm as casual as they come, but I also like to go to PTQs, been to a Grand Prix, go on, you know, go, I go to Star City Opens when they're not, you know, 5,000 miles away. But, and I understand. There is a barrier to entry. There's a very real barrier to entry. When, you know, you have these $20, $30, $30 cards, and it's unfortunate, but I also I mean, I love sealed because I pay the money and then I get the product and then I don't have to worry about putting the deck together. Even if you want to build constructed, this is not the way to do it. There are some people that probably say Wizards is a big company. They can afford to take some losses. Well, first of all, I'm not saying we should all give Wizards our money all the time. I'm not because I like my money. But mm-hmm. I want the company to do well because they make a game that I like. And everybody that says, oh, Wizards is terrible, has no long-term vision because if Wizards fails, then magic goes away. The thing, and, is, though,
2: the thing is, though, these these counterfeits are hurting – well, are, are designed to hurt most of all. Star City and Channel Fireball and other companies like that. And Card uh, Shark. I, I was, and, I was, and Card Shark, you know, and, and especially when you're talking about something like Star City or Channel Fireball, they're made to hurt the companies that support this massive tournament scene that gives you a place
1: to play i was yeah. I was kind of the getting sun... there i I just wanted to start with what I thought was probably the most common avenue for people because oh, people okay. say people say magic comes from wizards, ergo you know wizards begins and never ends yeah uh, and i and uh, i'm
2: sorry my my I'm sorry that I interrupted you, but my knee jerk reaction happens. for when someone says that is that wizard doesn't make any money on the secondary market, but and that's why I interrupt.
1: You and I'm sorry. No, and that and that's all right. I <laughs> I, I anticipated that this would be the knee jerk reaction of people when they think about counterfeiting, because we you hear the the voices of people saying, "Oh, I hate the from the vault products. I hate the the products that Wizards is printing money." You know, those little Jace things aside. Uh, Wizards ah. is, is printing money, you know, and yeah, you know, I don't want to give them any more money, and da, da, da. so I just want to address that first. I think Mike's absolutely correct. The people, it's their this whole business—they print stuff, and you give them money for it. But um, <laughs> don't start complaining now. Well, and some people just—some people just don't like business. But we're not getting into that right now because that's a—we'll do that next time. Um There are literally people that just feel like this should be a completely altruistic uh any, anyway, so anyway, but yeah, this most directly hurts Star City, the other secondary market sellers, those people hurt it be, doesn't become profitable for them. They are a business, they stop doing this, you lose the open, you lose the support for some of the things like Grand Prix because Grand Prix are generally. Aren't those run by you know Star City runs the one that's coming to Richmond, right? So
5: yeah, a- those are absolutely. handled. The, the GPS are run by local TOs. They're not yeah. run by Otzi. So
1: not not to mention F and M's and you know and the other local things are run by local game stores and communities. So yeah, if, on- if the secondary market gets bad enough, eventually you lose the local card shop. Now I don't flaunt the fact that I'm a lawyer because yes, I am one. But I'm not the only one. There are lots – no, I'm, I'm being serious. And there's some – I know some people are like, oh, I, I'm a lawyer. Therefore. And some lawyers are very free to give out advice. There's a radio station around here that like every Tuesday and Wednesday, they call a local lawyer and ask for their opinion about that. I'm much more leery about that because I really don't want to give out legal advice. Um, but I have to t- – for free, uh, really at all, because it, it, can, it can actually then come back at you, especially yeah. if you don't know exactly what you're talking about. And not every lawyer knows about everything. <gasps> but I will say, and I would hope this would be very obvious, but again, what they're doing is illegal. The fact that they have a website does not make it more legitimate. The fact that these look real does not help them. They are participating in an illegal activity. That not only has civil consequences, like they can be sued, but possibly and almost definitely criminal consequences as well. And if they are crossing state lines to do this, as they almost certainly are with shipping things, then they could be in trouble under the federal government, by federal law. Even if you think, oh, I'm just buying from them. That does not necessarily absolve you, and you could be opening yourself up. And if if you really think, I just don't care about this, I want you to pay attention because you can actually get yourself in serious trouble for supporting these people, not just on a moral standpoint. So just don't do it. I know we're all kind of saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying don't do it. Yes. I'm being dead serious. We actually are a boss of you.
4: Yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah. So. so yeah, sorry, sorry, I derailed us on a tangent here, but I think it's an important thing that a lot of people need to really think about. You know, this, this is, right. this is a problem. We as the thing that's going to stop it is the community. Mm-hmm. And, and we need yeah. to say, no, we will not participate in these shenanigans.
1: Now, well, part of the difficulty is even knowing when you're involved in it. this sort of thing. If you buy from them, that's obvious, but once yeah, these yeah. cards make it into the flow so to speak once somebody buys them or somebody obtains them and they start getting traded unless you actually know what you're looking for i mean really look very 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 closely it can escape your attention and then before you know it they're in the market
5: yeah Yeah, and if you are a trader and you want to protect yourself a little bit uh the easiest way to spot these things is they're too shiny So if someone's doing a trade with you and they refuse to let you take it out of the sleeve to have a closer look, walk away.
0: Yeah, because who would refuse that? That's silly. Now, I agree. I I, want to get us off of this so we can end this show. Yes. uh, But uh, I do want to point out there's been a lot of hype and a lot of doom and gloom about the death of the secondary market and all that. And it's not that bad yet because we're paying attention. Yes. Like people are paying attention and they're aware of it. And that's the first step to stopping it cold is being aware of it. Yes. So.
2: Knowing no, is after all, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And in this case, it's actually more than two, it's about two thirds. So, uh, nobody lose their mind or, or, you know, start, uh, uh, blowing up the life raft. No, no, no. All yeah. is well. The sky's only is not well falling. because we're paying attention. Yeah. Atlas still has his end up over there. He just yeah. had
1: to scratch his butt. That's all. It just, it just shifted a little.
5: All right. Sorry. Yeah. So but there, you, there you do. Go.
1: And, and it is good that you that you do mention that, though. And it's brought to people's attention. Yes. Uh, someone I won't pretend to remember who I'm sure they were much better at magic than me. I'm sure they're much more well known than me. That's fine. Someone on Star City a couple weeks ago wrote an article about this and kind of saying this is. You may have heard about this. This is what's been said so far. These are the sites that we know about so far. Kind of just saying we need to get this information out there. And at least one or two people in the comments were like, how dare you rile everybody up? How dare you, you know, you're, you're making something out of nothing. To, first of all, this isn't a big problem. And second of all, it's not that widespread and basically making it sound like, uh, Star City is paying this guy to write this article to get everybody worried. And the whole About rest-
0: something that will kill star city.
1: Uh. And, 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 <laughs> but the whole, if anything, I was getting more mad with the commentator because the commentator was basically accusing this person of shouting fire in a theater, which, you know, it's not a good thing to do getting everybody riled right, right up over nothing. But they also seem to be defending the actions of the counterfeiters saying, "Look, you know, one or two here isn't that bad and it's no big deal. And, um, I I just cannot agree with that. Not only from a legal perspective, but from you know personal one. But I also feel like trying the fact that they were they felt so strongly about trying to shout this person down and saying don't talk about it la 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 is absolutely the not the right approach. I agree. You don't you don't want to rile people up over nothing and get a get a negative reaction. Get everybody scared over nothing. But this is. Not nothing. And hopefully if you're reading the article and you're reading, you know, how to protect yourself, that isn't, that isn't getting you riled up beyond all imagination. Yeah. I,
0: I, I both read this article and read the comments and I remembered why I don't read comments unless they're on yeah. something on our site because our commenters are awesome.
1: But it's so you, because so you know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. About, it, so. it, and it's because everyone that comments on things anywhere that's not the Is apparently a raging moron.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the comment sections of pretty much anywhere on the internet, you you know, you're just going to find, you know, uh, idiots, paranoid schizophrenics and sexual deviants.
0: (laughs) Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But okay. So enough of that. Thank you clues for derailing us for an extra 20 minutes.
1: Um, Sorry about that. No, no, no. It was, it was sadly necessary. And Um, we had not, we actually had not talked about that on the mana pool.
5: Yeah. Okay, well, it's good that we brought it up.
1: It is. So who? I guess it's just me. It's just you. Okay, if everyone clues, clues, lose... clues are are you
5: going to play in the pre-release? Or you oh gonna... yeah, I I forgot to say uh, yeah. So I'll be uh, choosing black for the pre-release, but maybe not how you think. I'll I'll be judging. Okay, it's so yeah, it's unlikely that I'll get a chance to play in one, but uh, so you'll be wearing gotcha. black. That's right.
0: Oh, lame Bowtie?
5: Uh, pre-release, yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't think I mentioned it on the show. I actually am no longer the guy posting shows for MTGCast, and that could not have come at a more fortuitous time. <laughs> I'm going to get all of the, the, the three questions out. There, there's, there's so much stuff. I don't know what all that was, but yeah. So in, uh, in the coming weeks, I keep saying this, but we got big things in store. So I still need lots of data points. Like, uh I'm looking for ideas for stuff that you guys would want. Stuff like merchandise, you know. As I've said before, if time and money were no issue, what would you want from us? So keep it reasonable, you know. like Oh, I want a set of Duel Lands for each listener. Er, er. Yeah, whoever said that, you're not funny. Shut up.
2: But It was a little funny.
0: It was, no. Because it was like the fifth ridiculous thing I'd gotten, so at that point it wasn't funny anymore.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but keep sending them, and eventually it'll be funny again.
0: That's, no. But, um, yeah, so I'm looking for more specifics now. Everyone's like, I want shirts. Okay, we'll be more specific. Uh, people say, I want sleeves. What kind of sleeves? And no, we're not getting sleeves and say your sister's hot. Sleeves are expensive, just so you guys know. And the minimum order for sleeves is ridiculous, so I can't get like a clever end joke and order, uh, 1100 packs of them. It just doesn't work. I don't so, know. I
2: think I think your sister's hot is generic enough that people might go for it.
0: It's yeah. we'll see, we'll see. But like you know, give me give me some ideas here. What like would it like a logo like a manipal logo or like a manipal logo with four heads or something completely else. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, play mats. What do, what do you want on that? Shirts. What, what what the hell goes on a shirt? I don't know these things. So more information, more information. Because I'm working on it. We got stuff going down. And also, while we're at it, uh, what about other projects? Not like stuff, but other content. You know, we, we used to do, back when we had time, and again, if time and money wasn't an issue, that's the, that's the magical Christmas land here. We used to do the horoscopes, which I'm totally gonna do again, cause I love them and I put so much work into them, and I never even got them off the ground, which is sad. Uh, we used to do the Planeswalker advice column, uh, we had all cut, we used to do Mad Libs on the website all the time, we had all kinds of, Uh, grand ideas. I'm wanting to get into video. What sort of video content do you guys want? And yeah, you have said stream games, which streaming an EDH game to see the game is not gonna happen. Like, it's just not possible without like five cameras and a producer. So, if you guys mean stream your EDH games like where you're, there's a camera over there pointed at us and you can, you know, hear and interact with us, that's perfectly awesome. That's fine. Like, am, am, am I right here, Mike?
2: Uh, yes. Well, okay. we did that once.
0: Yeah, right, like right. It. Like I said, that if it's just a camera over there pointed at us to where you can see and hear us and interact with us, that's that's awesome. But if you're wanting to watch the game, no. You know, like some <laughs> like some SCG-style nonsense with a camera above us? We'd have to have a camera over each of us and someone over here operating the, the switchboard, so.
2: <laughs> they, uh, like, only, only the people who stayed watching our Ustream for the next hour after we were done with um, those Winchester drafts know what kind of ridiculous, you know, furniture moving around setup we had to make to get the camera set up for the Winchester drafts exactly. for just two people.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, is that more stuff you want? We, do you want us to, like, me and Mike to get together and do some, uh, Winchester drafts of stuff or like, I think we had the idea of playing those, some dual decks against each other. Cause I've got all the dual decks, I think, except for the last one, just mm-hmm. taking up space, not doing me a damn bit of good. And I've always wanted to do something with them.
2: I think I recently, Finally took mine apart and sorted them away, so we're gonna have to use yours.
0: Wow. So, like, would that be something you guys want? Give me, give me more information. Don't just say, stream some stuff, what stuff? Give me, give me some feedback here. When people say do deck text, I don't know what that means. Like, do you want me to rip off CMDR decks? Cause I'm not gonna do that, I'll just record a video and send it to Uriah,
2: and he'll put it up. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it's not a cmdr deck
0: than exactly like do you is that is that what they want like what what sort of i need more information is what i'm saying so you guys have been great for giving us broad ideas but now we need to narrow it down and get more specific so throw all that at me we got big stuff ahead i'm gonna need all the support and love and and everything from you guys in the very near future and this is one step so let us know think outside the box don't get ridiculous but think outside the box and yeah yeah so you think that's good That was to you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Word. So I guess I was able to save a piece of the previous recording, and it was the end. So um, I guess that's it. I'll return you to your previously scheduled recording. So this has been episode 310 of The Manipool. Uh, All the contact information is all the same. Twitter at The Manipool. Facebook.com slash The Manipool. Dorks at TheManipool.com is our email. Is that everything? That's all the important stuff. Oh, and go to the forums. For God's sake, join the forums. Our forums are awesome. It's at cardshark.freeforums.org. And it's free. That's the name. It's crazy like that. So yeah, I'm done now. So thank you, Clues, for joining us. Appreciate it with the bow tie and the face.
5: Uh, yeah, it was. it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: And uh do tell the Dr. Mrs., Dr. Lady Clues face person with the socks that we love her. I will do so. <laughs> and this has been, like I said, episode 310 of the Manipool. Thank you all very much for listening. And, uh, go play some magic.